For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks, and hey, Bear. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. I'm Nate Borgetti. Brian Bates, Aaron Weber, Ola, Dusty Slay, <laughs> uh, the cowboy. All right. It's kind of a, he's got a, uh, if you listen, he's got a, a cowboy shirt on. Got a little, I uh, feel like a New Mexico. or. Uh, yeah, I might have got this you know. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, well, I said New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think he's got, or Mexico. Close. Like a little yeah. more Mexico. I think it's got a Mexico vibe. Got a cactus, cactus, yeah. little Mexico country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. it. You know, if you go down to San Antonio, it's the Mexican guys keeping the cowboy look that's, alive. Yeah, that's what that's what the shirt. I think it feels. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever wear a bolo tie? I've never owned one. I mean, I'm I'm not against it. I mm-hmm. like it, but I never can make myself wear this shirt out in in the world. Yeah, but yeah. you're are today. Yeah, um, this is a real coming out for me. What's the cowboy? I don't shirts. have the brought to you, but. Uh, oh well, it's brought. Uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by Babel. VPN Express VPN Express and a- VPN and Athletic Greens AG One. All right, my favorite. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good shirt. It's a lot. Yeah, it feels good. Look at the even the cuffs. Got yeah, some kind of some kind of greenery there. Yeah, There's, they put stuff where they could put stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever worn that on stage? I never have. Because mm-hmm. in Huntsville, you had kind of a Western shirt. Yeah, I bought two of them. I wore the other one. It's a little more plain. Mm. And I, I wore it for an hour on stage, and it made me very uncomfortable, and I never wore it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, I, you know, this may be some Grand old Opry-type shirts. Yeah. You know, come on out with I can that. see that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you look like one of the, uh, the, the Opry square dancers. Yeah, I told him at the Opry that one day I want him to bring me out, and I'll just come out and start singing. And see how long it takes the audience to know that I'm not a singer. And, think, the, and the guy goes, it happens all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess people will sing at the opera not very good sometimes. Yeah. Well, I would think they would think, you know, because you're like, uh, you know, Leslie Jordan was like funny. and Oh, yeah. So it's like they might think you're that. Yeah, that could be it. i go yeah. for that. The mm. new Leslie Jordan. Yeah. Dusty yeah. Slay. Dusty Slay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't go yeah, for that. He's That's very fun. joyful. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're joyful, but yeah. it would be, it's a different vibe. It's, God, it's a much different vibe. Dude. It's a much different oh, yeah. vibe. I could see Leslie Jordan saying we're having a good time. 
Let's yeah. see Jordan's never been banned from a Joanne's fabric. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know that that's true, Albie, but well, I bet he has. We know one, somebody here has been. I don't know if I'm banned, but they don't want me in there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they see that shirt. They're like, well, look what you did last time. You, were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you put it together. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we're here, uh, I'm, uh, home. We had, I had great shows this weekend. Uh, and then I leave today, uh, to go, I like tomorrow I'm going to LA through Adam Kroll's podcast when he comes podcast. And then, uh, Corden, James Corden with Jamie Lee Curtis. Really? Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Are you going to be sitting on the couch with her? Do you think? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I think so. Isn't it how he does it? Well, yeah. sometimes they leave. Oh, right. Oh, Am I crazy? Or sometimes, like, the, are you going? You're probably, she's probably first. Yeah, no yeah. offense. Yeah, Aaron. Sometimes they leave right after. Yeah. You know? That'd be cool if she's stuck around. Oh, I've always saw him with just two guests, but I don't watch James Corden much. <laughs> I, I thought it was all shows. Anyway, that'll be cool. No, yeah. his, his is usually, his is they diff- stay together. Yeah, I think his is a little different. I think they talk. Uh, I I think they it's both guests like kind of stay on there together and that he kind of talks to both. Okay, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. okay, I watched it this week in my hotel room. It was David Batista and uh, female comedian. I can't think of her name yeah. right now, but they just take turns. Oh, and oh yeah, he'll ask her a question, then ask him a question, then they interact together. Yeah, you tell her how you watched Halloween in a drive-in theater. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was, I'll tell that story. Uh, I got to find a yeah because I was all I was like I didn't find a picture that guy because I had a big thing of popcorn yeah and like gimme's gonna come be like here's my popcorn i got and they're like well, we got jamie curtis here so we'll probably keep the camera on her a little bit go, oh all right so i guess you don't want to i guess you don't want to do the popcorn thing all right all right um yeah i'm uh it'll be very fun and then i could fly home and go to career day have you done career day before as i did it last year how's it go do you do okay yeah, I, you know, I don't know. You know, you, you talk to the kids, they ask questions. Uh, last year, I, so we, it, it's all about what you're going to give these kids. You know, it's about the, you got to give them something. Oh, you bring in something to give. You to bring the in class. something. Okay. We got some good stuff. We got some hats. Oh, this okay. so this this one we're giving hats away, which I think are going to. I think it's going to go over good. Last year, I did meet and greet passes. Like that we sign, yeah. A they lot had more, to use. Yeah, I go, I had a lot more meet and greets this year than normal. <laughs> I was like, these kids were selling them on eBay. And like, uh, but I was like doing it. And then I told, uh, uh, I brought a marker. I was like, I'll sign it. I mean, I'm trying, I, like I was like, I don't know what to get. Like, I don't know what to tell them, what to give them, you know. And so uh, I was like, I guess I was like, let's just get a box of meet and greet past it. I'll just sign them. So I was just signing them. And then Harper comes through, and Harper goes, he'll sign your name. Just tell him your name, and he'll sign it. And I'm like, Harper, don't. And then, I mean, it is every kid telling me their name. And some names are so long, and I don't know how to. So then, I mean, it becomes, I mean, we're barely going to. It's almost over, career day. Uh And I'm just having to be like, what's your name? And then Harper's just like, I'm on over. Like, he'll he'll do it. And so I'm just having to sign all these crazy names. Uh, So you won't be signing the hats, I guess. I'll sign the hats. I already told Harper. I go. Let's 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 not go with the names. Yeah. I was like, that's. I think that that it kind of slows everything down a little bit. I, if they want to sign the hat, I'll sign the hat. But uh, these kids don't care. Uh, Is it the same kids as last year? Probably. Yeah. You should require them to have a meet and greet pass to see you. Oh this year. yeah, yeah. That's I good. Go bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Are you competing against other parents in this? Or yeah, is there yeah. like a dental hygienist trying to talk right yeah, after you? Yeah, last year I was set with a surgeon. Mm. And he brought like a skeleton. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was next to him. And no matter how cool your job is, if somebody brings a skeleton in, it's tough to compete. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, it's like I don't know what to give them. It's like it's all about, I get, you know, it is tough. I'm doing it. I'm telling a joke about it on stage now because it's just a different thing. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it is it's fun, though. It's like I miss so much stuff Like because I was going to have to miss this one, but it was, I just missed too much stuff. And uh, and so I was like, I got I to get home for this. So it's just going to be a long mm-hmm. uh, 24 hours. It'll be fun, though. But it'll be fun. Come rolling in. You know, tell them on no sleep. <laughs> yeah, tell them that. Yeah, tell them that. Because, guys, I don't even, you don't know how tired I am right now. You don't know how lucky you are to have me here. I'll tell you what, guys, I'm drunk. <laughs> tell the kids. He goes, how, how do you get through it? You go, you drink. <laughs> no, nah, I don't drink. But, uh, but it, would, it would be funny if a dad came in a little. little oh, yeah. I bet it happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, I it's bet. Yeah. I bet you get some schools a little. You know, the ones that are, that are closed for when you're like, how, why are we closed today? There's no snow. You know, like the, you know, there's always like. <laughs> the threat. The, yeah, well, the, yeah, the people, because there's people that live on some back roads. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that, why you close school. It's usually for just the percentage of people, you know. So I bet there's some dads up there. That, oh, yeah. you get some, like I went to uh, Robinson County, Coopertown Elementary for a little bit. And that's like, it's more farm and so, like, I mean, their the career day is like, I mean, these kids are just seeing their their career day is the job that they have currently in elementary <laughs> school. It's like, what do you do? Oh, well, we go. They the the kids in elementary school can do the career day. Yeah, because they go work the farms at like they're in elementary school. Yeah, Leanne Morgan, <laughs> who also grew up in Robertson County, said that that's a big tobacco county, and they right. would the high school boys would be out for weeks when tobacco season was going yeah. on because they got to do it. Yeah. My, yeah. My dad, when he was teaching there, I was in elementary school there, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Career day would be the kids talking about mm, what jobs they have. Yeah. Just the high school kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a, a kid, two grades above them just going, what do you do? He goes, well, you know, when I'm gone most of the year, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah. Uh, so that's what I got going on. Uh, where were y'all at? I was in Raleigh at uh, Good Night's Comedy Club mm. Friday and Saturday. Sold out both shows. Mm, all right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Saw our buddy John Thornton Jr. Yeah, yeah. Hung That's out with fun. him. And uh, Thursday night, I was in Maryville, Tennessee, doing a show for uh, True Purpose Ministries. <clears throat> it was at a church there, and it's a addiction recovery center. And they had a singer bef- right before me. I had a fall singer. I'm like, all right, I can handle this guy. This guy was also a preacher, so in between every song, he'd be really putting in some <laughs> testimony and stuff. I'm mm. like, this is getting tougher and tougher. Yeah. People are getting into it. And at the end, his last song, he said, let's just get everybody up here who's went through the recovery program, who's now clean, and we're going to sing Oh, Victory in Jesus. And he gets everybody up there. They're clapping. Everyone's standing. They're singing. People are crying. They got babies up there. Mm. And I got to follow this guy. Wow. It did not go well. 
No, I I did fine, but it's a tough follow. Is it how much of a break did you have between – were they all back in their seats before you went back on? (laughs) They were. Now, the the director (laughs) – Still crying, though. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I slip on a tear up there on stage. The director of the program – Did you walk through the crowd as they walked back to their seats? (laughs) I have to elbow a baby out of the way. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm next, (laughs) so if you guys don't mind – it was, I mean, it was pretty quick. They, the director of the program gets up there. It was a good little buffer, but I mean, he's got a powerful story too. He's an addict that's recovered. And now all these people are, you know, and they show a little video and mm. it's pretty powerful. And then I get up there and <laughs> boy, ma- marriage is hard, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Think addiction's bad. Try marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many people you think got started back up after you? Uh, a few people f- fell yeah. off the wagon. A few people just got to go to a bar. <laughs> I set some people back, but now I met the mayor of Dusty Town. All right, was it the oh, crowd? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, was the crowd that went on stage? Was it so much of the crowd that you almost could have been like, "Well, y'all just stay up there, and I'll stay down here." Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easier. I'll just do the, do the show from the seats. Yeah. Logistics-wise, you're already there. Let's just do it. I've done a show where there wasn't enough people that they just set the crowd on the stage. Uh, it was like instead of – it was like almost like in a, too big of an auditorium mm-hmm. yeah. that they're like, well, we're just doing it on – like that's their backup plan is just to set it on the stage and then you do a Everybody show. Everybody? Just yeah. don't – Yeah, yeah. Because there's not enough people. Uh, you're yeah. in a, it's a like two thousand seat place, uh-huh. and so you just they're just like, well, we're just sit seats up here and do it on the stage. Yeah, you could do something like that. <laughs> I should have done that <laughs> mm-hmm. probably then. I feel like there was a show. I'm trying to think if there was a show where it was the audience. Yeah, it was something like yeah. It was like when we brought the audience on, just brought them on the stage. There just wasn't enough people. Hmm. It would be fun on a show like that, you know, to be like, yeah, it, you know, uh, it is nice to be recovered. I'm just kidding. I never did drugs. I was smart yeah. enough not to do that. <laughs> yeah. To go up there. And, yeah. <laughs> well, my closing joke is usually about a fake testimony yeah. that I give. And I mean, the whole joke was basically what they were sharing. So I had to like do some editing in my head yeah. real fast. Find a new closer and then on my, the fly. And then the closer I switched to um, about canceling my newspaper subscription. Also, I say I'm going to prison, which all these people just shared. So I'm like, all right, I'm already mm. in this one. Well, yeah. when people have so many problems, you're like, you can't avoid all the jokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think, but it, they're, they're not going to be sensitive about it. No. That's like, the people that's the least sensitive yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like it. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were great about it. So, yeah, I think once you've been to prison, words don't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they go, like, they watch the show. I wonder if they ask. They were like, you know, because the, these people are always all pretty fun people, so they just brought the opposite <laughs> to do the show. They go, who's, who's been walking the line, never veered off? They go, we got him. We, we, got, got, the we got the guy. We got the guy. It's too much if it was also you were – like, Dustin Chafin does those. And uh, I did one uh, for an N.A. narcotic – narcotic anonymous group but uh, i tell you they heckled me they, they were it was rough <laughs> really yeah it was in a gym uh-huh yeah, i think we talked about it with dustin on but it was in a gym and uh i was in new york and we go and so dustin i was just going to open for dustin and dustin like had stuff for this because he was in this and uh so he knows how to like deal with it and talk to him whatever 
And I remember I, I, I went up and they had a, it was gym lights. So then they cut the lights off in the gym. Well, it gets too dark. So they're like, we need to cut the lights back on because you can't even see the stage now. So they're trying to like find like the square to cut on. So at least there's some light on the stage. So, you know, when you cut on gym lights, it's like, oh, it takes yeah. a minute. Oh, yeah. So then they're like, well, we got to start the show. We start showing I mean, the lights aren't even going yet. <laughs> so I'm just like in the dark. And then I start. And it went so bad at one point. I think I said, "Well, I thought you people were supposed to be nice." <laughs> and, was, and then it was, yeah, I got it was not good. And then Dustin murdered, but I, I had a rough go. Those uh, lights were still warming up. They were still. They weren't there. They weren't there. I saw you. You went to the t- tallest, or what is it? The biggest little skyscraper. Mm. Yeah, Wichita Falls, Texas, and it. Brought joy in my heart that because of this podcast, maybe you were like the tour guide and yeah. knew everything that was going on. I did know. We asked a lady there. They have a shop there now, but we asked a lady there uh, about it, mm-hmm. and uh, she so she told she told us you know even more. But it was I did say this. I, I was crazy. There's been a few things I've explained where I'm like, oh, I've learned this from the podcast, yeah. and I don't even remember these podcasts, but they somehow. <laughs> They sit in your brain. You yeah. end up, you end up just kind of saying something about some, something yeah, dumb, and then you're there. like, "I don't know how I know this." Yeah, like by osmosis is what they say. Right? Yeah, yeah, it just sits there. Yeah, and it pops out. That, uh, yeah, that place is it's crazy. It's very small. I mean, it's so small. They have a building. At one point, we were going. We've started running uh, on the road. Really giving it a go. Love running. I've learned, I've learned, I, I think I always liked running and I just never was too lazy to do it. More than hiking? Uh, no, I, I like hiking. Yeah. I like hiking for, but I, I think uh, hiking for, you know, you're out in nature and all yeah. that. But like running is like, man, it's just really helped with me being super busy and being over. It's a lot of stuff very overwhelming. And it's like just the schedule gets overwhelming. And it's, you know what, this is all everything I've wanted. So I don't, you don't want to feel sorry. It's, uh, but it's like, it's helped when I run. It's like, you just feel like you just get, uh, it's just like going away. It's like almost like meditation. You know, you just kind of yeah. like zone out. You're in uh-huh. your own little thing and you just can focus. Do you ever see the movie, What Women Want with Mel Gibson? Mm-hmm. You remember one of these and he's in advertising and his campaign is for Nike sports. Oh yeah. And that's the campaign that he introduces to them. I think the line is no games, just sports. When yeah. you run, because you just tune everything yeah. else out. It's yeah. the simplest form of being doing exercise. Like I'm doing a thing to train for like a half marathon. And uh, and it's like you run four minutes, walk one minute and or two minutes. You know, and you just do that back and forth. And eventually yeah. it gets like you do it very long. But it's I'm seeing these towns. I went running in every single city. Wichita Falls, Texas, we were running. We saw that. So not that I wouldn't, but I mean, I don't know if I would have saw that because you're just kind of like sitting around. So you go run, we go see the little skyscraper and we see another thing that we thought was it and it wasn't it. That's how small that is, is there's just like side buildings that are bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we went running uh, in every city, uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. I forget where else I was. Tupelo, we went running to Elvis's house. Uh, so we just ran to his house. And, uh, you know, it's fun to have, like, an end goal. You're like, all right, well, we're just running, and then we're just stop at Elvis's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Baton Rouge, and I had to be somewhere else, too, that I'm blanking on. Uh, but Baton Rouge, we went running along the Mississippi River and 
saw we didn't get all the way down there, but saw LSU Stadium like kind of in the distance oh, okay. and then ran back. Yeah. Like it's just like it's like you're like oh man because it's I, I've gone to so many cities and you just even if you go walking you just don't really because you're not walking you can't you're not walking three miles yeah uh so but when you do a little running you're like you're just like huh just out and about Mm -hmm. that's how i always felt about biking you know biking you can really see stuff but yeah walking so slow Mm -hmm. that it's like (laughs) yeah you know but running's hard for me yeah the word jogging's kind of left our vocabulary nobody uses that word anymore What's I the word? Jogging. Running? I think everyone just calls it running. Yeah. But oh, okay. back in my day, jogging was like a slow run, you know? Yeah. And well, now- I'm jogging. My, my, my thing that beeps tells you to go, it tells you to jog. It, it says jog now. So it, it still uses it. But I know what you mean. You just say running. Yeah. Yeah. It's Because uh, you know what? I mean, I want to take those uh, – electric bikes out not to they're not even an ad today but i like i want to take those on the road that's what i've been doing yeah oh really i took it on the road this weekend yeah. folds in half i put it in the back of my car and take it out anywhere it's awesome yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's what i want to do is because it's like because if you go do the the running the jogging you you get the exercise over it, then you can actually have some fun and go actually just ride on that thing mm-hmm. like a motorcycle and take it around anywhere yeah 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 it's fun it's fun where were you I was in Asheville, North Carolina this weekend. Mm. Four shows at the Wortham Center for Performing Arts. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Two shows sold out, which is awesome. All right. And I had like a weird, a weird, there was well, a weird person at every show. So Asheville is a weird town, dude. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like Austin says keep Austin weird, but Asheville is, there's some odd people there. Nice people, but one show, I, I took a picture of it. A guy in the front just said a, big shirt that just said i poop today and he's just wearing that was it a mirror <laughs> <laughs> that feels like something you a shirt you would have on you wear walmart slippers <laughs> that's true uh and then there's a girl at one show this this guy this guy was hanging out with him uh, wow look at that guy yeah. yeah he was into it he was a fan and then there's a Girl, another show that was... Uh, was that guy a fan? That guy had no clue who I was. Oh, yeah. No, okay, he, he so he's just, not going to be watching this uh, podcast. He's just confident enough that he just wears that shirt. He's going to a comedy show. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Going to a comedy show in that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, if you wanted to discourage him not to wear it ever again, you didn't when the when the headlining comic asked a picture with him. Yeah. <laughs> you go, and he's like, did the shirt work? It goes, worked again. It worked again. It works every time. I was time. the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this guy's battled constipation in his past, and he's just, hey, that guy's happy. Well, we talked about it a little bit. That I guy's think. happy. Yeah, yeah. He, he was proud of it. There's another girl. Did he go, did you? And he goes, no. Not yet, actually. I'm open. Yeah. <laughs> there's a girl, there's a girl in the front who had been drinking, and she the whole show, instead of laughing, she was just uh like snapping. snapping a little bit, but yeah. not really snapping, just like rubbing her fingers yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. She's doing that the whole show. Yeah, that's tough. And then at the end of the show, I'm saying, I said, Hey, thanks for everyone for being here. I'm going into my spiel. And she just goes, This isn't court. <laughs> what? She's, she's so drunk yeah she's like this isn't court yeah and because i go, did you think this was a courtroom you're like no the ma'am your court date's tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what I'm yeah. we don't know what it's gonna be about but it will be tomorrow yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so but dude the shows are all great thanks for everybody that came out Asheville's yeah. a weird place they got 
some say their own dialect. So you might need Babel to help you get through <laughs> the next time you're in Asheville. Are you familiar with Babel, Aaron? I'm so familiar with them, yeah. Yeah, when do you go to South America? I go in October, dude. I need All to brush right. up on my Portuguese. Portuguese. Babbel is the language learning app with more than 10 million subscribers. If you got a new travel experience coming up, Nate's getting ready to go to Europe, you're getting ready to go to South America, uh, Babbel is the way to go. It's fun. It's easy. Bite-sized language lessons. You can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language. Little as three weeks, guys. Mm. Three weeks, Dusty. Wow. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. Babbel uses 150 language experts, over 150. Their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Portuguese. Mm. Many languages to learn, many ways to learn through Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Nate. That's Babbel. Dot com slash Nate for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble. Uh, Language for life. Uh, <laughs> did uh, Asheville, speaking of that, where I'm uh, Joe Zimmerman special uh, doing it this weekend. Friday, I'll be directing in Asheville, the Gray Eagle. Nice. So make sure. I think the first show sold out. Second show is probably close. So. Awesome. Uh, come out to that. So uh, all that stuff we said about Asheville, thing. not true. Yeah, <laughs> great, great place. place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't say anything. I, I do. It. I do like Asheville. It I is like weird Asheville. though, but I do like it. I wasn't making fun of. Asheville. I know. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. you did, but uh, <laughs> you know the AI thing. Talk about the Babbitt. That's not writing AI. Did we talk about like you're. We were doing uh, like uh, they were doing it this weekend uh, on the phone. AI like writing jokes. Mm-hmm. You know people's voices, like yeah. Becky Owens' voice, and yeah. Uh, so, uh, it was like, you think comics will, cause you could write an hour, like our, our Eric, uh, barber trainer said it's, uh, he was like, they won't let you do an hour. Cause it was like, it said something like, that's not, you know, it's like, it's hard to do an hour or it's not, don't do an hours with like, it just, it stopped it for some reason, like an ethical reason was like, it's not right to do this. Like the AI said that, mm-hmm. but I mean, you could. Are comics going to be like, I need new material, and you just go write me, you know, 30 minutes in my own voice? I bet they're doing it already. I bet open mic people are doing it already. Are they, are they good jokes? They've never been I mean, good. The ones they sent to in, me have never been good. Yeah, but it's like you could – you just then go if – you, if you write a set, like if I need new material, and I'm like, write me a – you know, I tell AI to write me a joke mm-hmm. about something, anything. And then I just start doing the joke. I mean, it's in my voice. What I think it can be actually useful in is not something that broad, but you can go like, you ever like, you're, I need an analogy for mm-hmm. this. You can just write me three analogies comparing this to this, and it can churn them out for you. It can be helpful in that way. I don't know about write me a new hour in Nate Bargetti's voice. That's not going to be. Super yeah, but if helpful. you write a joke, like, can you type in there? Yeah. Like, so, like, uh, uh, Trying to do something I'm not talking about, like you know, uh, write a joke about Asheville. In the in your voice, yeah. So and, we have the prompt is write a stand up comedy bit in the voice of Nate Bargatze about the city of Asheville, yeah, North Carolina. Now, do you want to read it? it in your yeah? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Neighbor Gets here. So I recently went to Asheville, North Carolina. And let me tell you, that place is something else. First of all, I got to say, Asheville is like the Portland of the East Coast. You know, they got all the hipsters and the craft breweries and the vegan restaurants. I mean, I saw I saw more man buns in one day than I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> the thing that really got me about Asheville is the art scene. They got all these galleries and studios. And I'm looking at some of this stuff, and I'm like, what is this? Is this art or did someone still did someone spill paint on a canvas? I saw a painting of a dog that looked like it was done by a kindergartner. And people were raving about it. They were like, ah, oh, it's so raw and emotional. I'm like, it's a dog, man. It's not the Mona Lisa. Don't even get me, don't get me started on the street performers. Uh, yeah, but that, so it's basically that. AI's yeah, that, been to Asheville, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They run out a lot of stuff. But this just feels like this is like an open mic comic has walked on the street and yeah. just looked at things. There's no real jokes here. It's just observations. Right. But I mean, if you could like, uh, f- like regenerate means it'll just give you another idea. Yeah. Or it'll, it'll just uh, run it again with the same prompt. Yeah. And the outcome and then will be do different. It. How's yeah. everybody doing tonight? Good to see you. Uh, so it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a combination of a hippie commune and a retirement community. I mean, that's not terrible, especially so specifically for Asheville, if you're doing it. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, it's like built by the, the, the Biltmore huge mansion that was built by the Vanderbilt family. It's like a castle, but with air conditioning, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's not, you know. It's, I mean, it's not great, but it's no, like, no. but I mean, you know, someone that's like, you're, it's just like, is it going to get where you could just, you just get all your I stuff think so. out it's of gonna it. Ruin sure. everything. And sure. then you're, I don't think it'll ruin anything. Cause I do, there's gotta be a difference. And I think an audience could tell a difference, you know, between that versus you hope now they can, but give it some time. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of be like deep blue. Remember when it played Gary Kasparov in chess and the first time the world chess champion, he beat it pretty bad, but mm-hmm. it kept getting better and better and learning more. And it, it finally was better than he was. Yeah. 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 But you're not going to have any personality in your thing. That's the, but it's, see, that's a, if it's right in your voice. Yeah. But I guess you're, you would have to have a voice. That's, that's the, that's the thing. You have to have a voice. So whatever you're writing in, if you're trying to write a Johnny Cash song, well, you have to be like Johnny Cash. Like Johnny Cash can use that. But if you're just a someone coming up, I mean, you're going to have to just copy people. And then you're, I, you know, I guess you could steal someone's like essence or whatever, what makes them. I mean, Elon Musk has been saying for a long time that AI is going to take over everything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to not be able to keep up. That's why he wants that Neuralink. So that he can, so that we can plug into our own brain to update ourselves, so that we keep up with AI. Yeah, he's I'm, been saying that for yeah. way back years mm-hmm. ago. So let me guess, you you're on board with this? Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elon Musk is involved with this company, OpenAI. Yeah. He's like a partial owner. Well, he wants to sell Neuralink, so he's like, uh-huh. let's get this going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they going to plug in? Well, that I don't know. I always it, just think about the Matrix when they wake up from the pod and have to yeah. unplug the thing from their head. It somehow connects your brain to the internet, and so you could Google something yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, I don't know if we're going to see that. I hope not. Like, I, like we are not going to see this. 
Oh, uh, we're we're already there. You're plugging, but not a person. Somebody are somebody tweeted from their brain. Do you guys, you know what I'm talking about? No. So there's there's been a tweet sent by. No, I like that you took thought. it to other people right away, as if well, we had not you know, <laughs> yeah. He didn't say in the group. Look at this. Actually, you know what the tweet was? Hello world. Oh, this really? happened. Sixty-two Whoa. year old Philip O'Keefe from Australia suffers from uh, ALS, and he used a device to tweet from his thoughts. And the tweet said, no need for keystrokes or voices. I created this tweet just by thinking it. Hashtag hello world. I still dedicated mine to Tiger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, I don't know. Thomas no may have something to say about it. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So we're already there. There's already the technology. So that guy put that in there and he just thought it. He, he had some it. kind of device where he just thought it and then he was able to tweet Like it. a Bluetooth. Bluetooth for your thoughts. God, that, how does it even get? How does it even tell your thoughts? I have no idea how it works. I don't want that thing hooked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's like you know. What if you were? You go. How'd you? They go. That's so insane. Like, you just walk thinking, around the corner and you just see someone on a computer. He's going, "Hello world," and he's, you know, yeah, it's just someone sending it. So here's how it works: a node is implanted into the brain via the jugular vein in the neck. Placed in the chest under the skin, avoiding the need for drilling into the skull or open brain surgery. It sits on the motor cortex, part of the brain, in charge of voluntary physical movement and picks up on brain signals. So the user can look at a screen with a keyboard and envision which letters they want to type. Through a device placed on the chest, a machine learning algorithm will then process the brain data and translate those signals into specific digital commands. So it'll just know what you're looking at on the on the screen. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. scary. All this technology, and he's on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. First thing he does. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's mm. crazy. Uh-huh. So get ready. Where were you at? Uh, Indianapolis, Helium. Oh. Great weekend. The opposite Hot. of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just very funny to go from that to be like, Helium. Yeah. Helium's great. great. Great shows. Yeah. I haven't been to Indianapolis in a long time. I used to go there like three times a year. Yeah. It was great to go back. That was, uh, yeah, I like Helium a lot. That, y'all just missed each other. Yeah, about yeah. one week. Oh, that'd been cool. It would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Maybe but for yeah, Dusty, not for me. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. I even had a lot of people that would say, I'm coming to Dusty's show. They post about it. I'm like, well, I'm there this weekend. They're like, yeah, I can't get a babysitter this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> they like, some people just say, just come with Dusty to his show. <laughs> well, it would have been good, though, like almost to like, if you were up like in that other room, like, yeah. and then it's like people could just go one show and the other show. Some guy tweeted like something like, uh, I missed Dusty's show when he was in my backyard, and now I'm seeing Nate 55 miles away. And I'm like, there's really no need to share that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how far back my seats are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's first, it's 55 miles away. So when you search for these stuff on uh, online, do you use a fake uh, account? Oh, no. Sometimes, you know, look, look, the Internet's a weird place. We've been talking about it a lot. There's a lot. We need to worry about anonymity. That's a big concern mm. for me. It should be a big concern for you. And you might think, oh, I use incognito mode on my browser. That's enough. Let me tell you. It is not. It is not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your ISP, your internet service provider, can still see every single website you've ever visited. It's a scary thought. 
That's why even when I'm at home or traveling, I don't go online without using ExpressVPN. I've been using VPNs forever. It's you, you got to have it on. You got to have it running in the background if you're doing anything off the books. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. If you don't, it's not even if you're doing anything illegal or weird. It's like, hey, I just don't want my information out there. Yeah, just you want some privacy. By you don't everybody. want an email. Yeah, like you just oh, don't want to get gosh. emailed all day. Like you know, exactly because these ISPs can sell your information to ad companies. Yeah. Not only can they, they are, and they're ready for it. Take a stance against that. Express VPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. There's no excuse not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nateland, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash NateLand. ExpressVPN.com slash NateLand to learn more. You know, you know, I'd like to say, though, while I was in Indianapolis, I did the Bob and Tom show, and I've done that show a bunch of times, and I have struggled on that show. Oh, and really? uh, this time- Struggled in what way? Like to get a word in or Well, to they like... have a lot of people on the show. There's like okay. six people in the room at all times or more. And it is, can be hard, but I had the best time I had ever had there and it was great. And I think this podcast has helped because we got, you know, we got four people in here. We're mm -hmm. all, you know, so I think I'm, I'm practiced now. Yeah. And it was good. And they were very nice to me. I think it helps that I've, you know, been on Netflix and some late nights now. They like me <laughs> when I'd gone there before and had done nothing. They were like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're great. So they are great. It was really fun. Bob and Tom was a big deal for when I was starting comedy, uh, or before I started comedy, I would listen to them every morning when I read Water Meters. And that's where I, Greg Warren and uh, just a lot of comics, I would hear on that. And it was like, I want to beat these guys. Yeah. Like Mike Birbiglia was big on there. And like, so it was, uh, Bob and Tom was a big deal for me. Uh, and it is great. Is that a show where you do, where you would do bits? Or yeah. is it, okay. Well, I just kind of, it was almost podcast style. I just sat in there. We told some jokes, but I was yeah. there for about two hours. And oh, cool. uh, it was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It would be, you would do bits on that. And a lot of those guys used to do that back then. Now yeah. you can go on and it's, you can just talk. More but, conversational. Yeah. Okay. But it's great. Uh, all right. Let's read some of your comments. Uh, comments come from Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcast Reviews, and NateLand at NateBargetzi.com. Elizabeth A. Hello, folks. I know others have probably said this before, and thanks for all you do. Having the podcast really meant a lot this week, especially with the band back together. It helped me laugh and keep from crying after a really hard breakup. God bless. Mm. Oh, sorry. Elizabeth. All right. Yeah. Well, Get glad you're on. not crying. Get back on the horse. <laughs> yeah. I am glad that she's not crying. There you I go. think you guys too. laughed like I said it in a way that, I'm, that I wish that she was crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> she might be now. Uh... <laughs> You got her started again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charity Hagen. Hagen. Nate, the guy you talk about laughing in Phoenix, is my dad. His laugh is unforgettable. He's had a hard year this year, and your show really made his whole week. Thank you for being you. Well, that's awesome. I mean, he had a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too, bad. Too bad you cut him out. No, no, his laugh's in there. You hear it. We just... Dialed it down a little. We, we, no, we took it out <laughs> some other places. Okay. But yeah, uh, he's in there. 
he's in there. That's awesome. He's got a great laugh. Yeah. It was just, you, you know. Yeah, I get. I mean, that's that's the thing when a laugh's like that. I've had people like that where they're <laughs> laughing. It's like, I don't want to be like, hey, stop laughing. But I do yeah. want to be like, hey, have a different laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yourself differently. Please. Yeah. 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 Uh, Carly sees. Uh, I think you skipped one. Oh. Brittany Sawyer. Unbelievable that Nate didn't ask Sandler what the double V names are about in his movies. <laughs> I'll read that sentence. <laughs> the folks need to know. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I think that was more my my worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is worry. Dusty's crusade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm ever around him again, I did. I was trying to pick his brain about I other mean, things and just career stuff. But I mean, I'll make sure I get this double V thing down. I mean, uh, Nate did ask Joe Rogan if uh, Barry Sanders could dodge a bear. I did that. And, yeah. So, so I did that. So yeah. I'll get to the double V thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to get some uh, pick a career advice. For, <laughs> oh, right when I head out. By the way, I got a friend that doesn't believe uh, in the moon. <laughs> Uh, why do you do double V's in the names? <laughs> just as you, as you walk out, yeah. just go, ah, dead gummit. Uh, I got a buddy that thinks Apollo 13 is fake. What's the double V thing? He's dying to know. He's dying yeah. to know. He's yeah. got a few ideas. Uh, he's on the top of a building right now. Uh, Carly sees breakfast and Dusty hyping up Miss Rachel is peak toddler dad. Yeah, a lot of people that say after we talked about her on the podcast, now she's coming up in their feeds. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened. It's great. I watched two or three episodes this morning with my baby. Two okay. or three yeah. episodes. Well, you know, they're segments. probably quick. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, he couldn't <laughs> let it go to see how it ends. Uh, Jordan Dunn, if Aaron Standard for based on a true story moved. All right. Get into the sentence. Different. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing with sentences. It's like I think I when if you put punctuation there, I my so those I, quotation I marks threw you off right there. I get going. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, if Aaron standing for a based on, his, I like, I get it where I get my voice gets myself trapped. Yeah, where it's like supposed to end, and the and the sentence is like we're in the regular sentence, dude. It's the middle of a sentence. If Aaron Standard for a based on a true story movie is exact historical accuracy, he may want to just avoid all movies based on true stories. This would result in him not getting to watch his beloved Sorkin films. Turns out Mark Zuckerberg and Billy Bean didn't give five-minute monologues every time they spoke. What's my point? Remember the Titans is the best movie ever, and Rudy was offsides. Man, Mm. I'm I'm sorry, uh... Going struck after, a nerve, yeah. Jordan. I apologize. I definitely understand if you're making a movie based on something that really happened, you have to massage the story. You have to restructure it in a way to make it work for a movie. My point was that, remember the Titans, they changed fact, like things that are the whole movie's about. They changed like necessary. Inf- I can't figure out how to word this. But well, having they, the guy get hurt before the game instead of after it seems unnecessary. Yeah. Well, how would you word it? I actually, if what you said was uh, based on a true story, so give us the other example. Give us the movie example. That's see, I, I would think that's one that I'm okay with them just fudging a little bit for uh-huh. the storyline. But the point, the about whole point of the movie is they're the only team with black and white players, and then you find out every team had black and white players. Well, that's oh, that's yeah. what the movie's about. Yeah. So you've changed the facts in such a way that 
it's it's, it's not based on anything yeah. factual. Yeah, it's anybody like, can yeah, make up that story. A, exactly. That was my point. Mm. And yeah, I mean, look, social network, Moneyball, they're not, you know, we're not reading a transcript of real life, but they didn't change huge facts in the story. That's what I'm trying to say. And that, Rudy was probably offsides, but we had already won the game at that point anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and the guy only got one play. I mean, let him have the play. <laughs> yeah, The guy's got a lot of issues, and when college is over, life's not going to get better for him. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Well, the idea was, yeah, Rudy was uh, – no one really cared about Rudy. No. That no. was the whole thing with Rudy, right? Like, the, the, like uh, Joe Montana didn't like – like what we talked about before. Like, that's yeah. the thing with Rudy is, like – they're annoyed they made a movie about they're like well it's funny because some some form of rudy happens at every college yeah. every season yeah like all the time yeah. it's not as original as a story as i as i'd like to or believe. high school every year at the end of high school basketball or football they'll yeah. put in a kid who's been on the bench for four years right. the team manager and sometimes they'll let them score exactly and sometimes that might have been me <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not saying it was or i'm not saying it wasn't but we didn't have video cameras back then <laughs> did that happen to you no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like, no, no, no. We're, we're ahead, yeah. but low risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They tried to let me score. Yeah. I still couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. I kept missing. There you go. They let you walk out there and just ask for autographs. <laughs> the go. other teams rebounded it, giving the ball back to you, yeah. and keep missing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kev F, being a bald man myself, if I had hair like Dusty's, I would just stay up at night and brush it continuously while running my fingers through it. Yeah, dude, that's a blast. I yeah. love doing that. Yeah. I love to just set up late, brush it, smell it, feel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like to stand in front of a fan, let it flow. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. You know? Danny Smith. I love how Nate summed up his AT&T Pro-Am experience with, this was a dream come true, and out of all the things I've wanted to do, that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a merch opportunity with that quote. Keep up the great work, fellas. <laughs> it was a dream come true. It's hard to like say, uh, you know, it, it was, I was listening to uh, Bert Kreischer's podcast with Louis C.K. And they were just talking about like when Louis did uh, Madison Square Garden, he, uh, he said he would take the train there. The C train. He did it eight times. He would just take the train there like he was going to work because he was going to work. And he goes and does Mass Square Garden. And then he would get on the train and he would go home. And it wasn't like in the moment, it was like, you know, he's like, yeah, it's what I just went to work. And then he said he went to see Bob Seger. Uh, and he just went to go watch. And, you know, he thought in there, he's like, watch Bob Seger. He's like, it's crazy to think like me and him are probably, the only two people in this room that have played this room. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said he started crying. And like he said, someone told him, his girlfriend or something at the time told him, because he was like, why am I crying? And he was like, maybe then he was able to like wrap around what he had done. You can't when you're in it. But then when you see someone else do it, you kind of go, man, I did, you know, or something. I don't know. Right. So when I do the pro-am next year, you'll fully appreciate it. That's what I say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like when you're doing, you're in it. When you're doing stuff, you like it is. It is hard to. I mean, you. I am aware of how appreciative and how lucky I am to do this. But it's also hard to completely wrap your head around that what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just like every show. It's hard to wrap your head around that anybody is there and that would know you. 
I don't see you crying about it. Well, though. you're still no, in the no. moment too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. It's not. This is not about AT and T. I'm just. <clears throat> it's about everything. Yeah. I think even when you when I do Bridgestone, like it's going to be overwhelming. But I don't know if I'm going to handle it the way someone might think I should handle because mm-hmm. I don't know how to handle that situation. Like it's not the end. It's not like you go, I did it. It's over. It's like that's right. But I think it's. Uh, yeah, you're going to have other times that's going to be like, golly, that's crazy. Like, be able to look back on it. I mean, yeah, I'm in yeah. it right now. I'm yeah. in it. It's yeah. also a progression over time, too, yeah. right? Like, if you went and did an open mic, and then the next day you're selling out Bridgestone, you would be like, wow, this is overwhelming. Overwhelming. Like, you've been, like, building up, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's almost, but everything is overwhelming so much that you can't let it be overwhelming, or I'm not going to be able to do the thing that I'm supposed yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So some of it is that. You have to go... Because it is overwhelming to think when I go walk around, I mean, I don't think there's not, I really am surprised that a single person would know who I am. I almost think the audiences when I go out are are just kind of like, well, we just come to comedy shows. Like, you know, it feels like that. And it feels like you can go walk around, like, you know, in Baton Rouge, you're like, I think I could go walk around the lobby. Mm-hmm. And I don't think someone would notice. Like, I don't think it'd be weird. Because it doesn't make sense that it would be weird. I mean, I don't know why it would be. You know, you just think you're like, well, I'm just a dude. I'm just from old Hickory Man. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's like, I'm just, you know. Taking the train to work, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Essentially, like, you're, you you, you know. I don't, you know, it is special. And I know it's special. And I, you're, I'm aware of how special it is. And I am appreciative of it. Uh, and all that stuff. But yeah, I think it is hard to wrap your head around everything. It'd be like telling a professional athlete, can you believe you were just out there on the field playing that game? And they're like, yeah, but I got another game next week. If I get too wrapped yeah. up in it, I ain't yeah. going to be able to perform. Yeah. It's a long season. Yeah. Which I'm not, we're not, I'm not going, it, the, the, I don't want Danny to think we're, I understand that's very, he, what he said is very funny because that's funny. He also mentioned your callback on the door didn't make sense, but uh, Did he? No. I'm oh. <laughs> what call? Last Ooh. week when we read the the guy had the callback idea for you. For, oh yeah. The, oh, yeah. Special. I did it. Maybe since I did a callback about the door last night. Oh yes, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it and it like didn't go good. And then I just like got out of it. I'm not not that I'm, I'm not doing all. I did a callback to the old. By the way, if you come into shows, you can. We did it all weekend. Hour. None of it's on the special. Whoa. All right. So, that's crazy, man. Yeah. None of it's on the special. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, Antelope 720. Nate, as long as we were talking ward, wardrobe, what shoes are you wearing for your special? Very nice. Rag and Bone Metro Runner. There they are. Yeah, they are. Different color, but that's the... Yeah, yeah. That's, that color is They were too. great. They look good on the stage uh, being reflected... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were good. I'm not even a shoe guy, but they were. They look good. They look good. I wanted to mix it up this time and not do Nike. I actually like those. Uh, so, yeah, they were good shoes. Uh, Brandy Hobart, Hobart, Aubert. Nate Special is rated PG-13 due to his use of the words murder and dumb. Wow. How do I know this, you may ask? Am I a ratings expert? Do I have a secret in with Amazon? No. Nate's sister Abigail posted it on her fan, on the fan page. Have they had such a falling out after the new tattoo that he won't even speak to her? Yeah, mm. I go. <laughs> Abigail's trying to get in. She's having to get Brandy to comment for her. <laughs> 
No, Abigail mm-hmm. told me that. Uh, she told me that. Uh, she texted me that yesterday. Still won't talk to her. No, I talked to her. <laughs> murder and uh, dumb. Murder huh? and dumb. She just told me that, though. I didn't know. Yeah, murder, because I said murder and dumb. Dumb is crazy. Murder, you're like, okay. But dumb? Murder, I don't even, I mean. None of it makes sense to me. What's dumb? Why can't you say dumb? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of, what What are, like, you know, ratings and standard? What are we doing? Yeah, that takes it from G to PG-13, saying dumb. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Do you think stupid would be okay? Is our stupid more harsh? I mean, I'm talking about me. Right. You know? oh, yeah. I say what I'm dumb. What a who you're calling dumb matters at all. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that matter? But I'm maybe dumb is like, some because dumb also means like mute, right? So maybe it's somehow it's... Like a medical... It, it used yeah. to. Yeah. Not, I mean... Deaf and dumb. It still does in the right context. I guess, but nobody says dumb. Think, oh, he's talking about that guy being a, a mute. But you know, yeah. you also don't know a lot of mute people. Yeah, I don't know a lot of them. No, yeah, they're hard to talk to. Yeah, mm. uh, maybe because you call them dumb. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why you don't. Y'all don't get off to a great start. <laughs> Are you dumb? Yeah. Are you dumb? <laughs> Joshua Crow. Nate referred to having too many choices. Being frustrating. This is known as the paradox of choice. It sounds like it's already made up, but uh, <laughs> yeah. sounds like Josh is making this up, and he's like, "Let's see if it works." For yeah. Businesses think that customers want more options, but it actually causes anxiety. I'm in the restaurant business, and two examples of this in my industry are cookouts menu versus Five Guys menu. One is simple and enjoyable; the other, is, the other causes panic attacks. So Five Guys has got to be the simple one, right? For sure. Because it's just like one patty, no patty. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It is. I get that. We talked about this a little bit when you were gone because you watch a restaurant show where they – Restaurant Impossible. And Aaron said that the one thing they always do is simplify the menu. Yeah. Because it makes it better. Just focus on what you do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even that, it just if you're making a million things, you're probably not making any of them that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Cheesecake Factory is the only, I guess, kind of opposite of that, where theirs is so complicated. But it's like there, you're like, well, I can go there and do. uh, But, yeah, and I mentioned that, I think. But Golden Corral, if you're doing steak and Mexican and Italian. (laughs) Well, the thing about that is like you don't, at a a Golden Corral, you don't have to choose. It's a buffet, right? Yeah, you just put it on there. Buffet, you want choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But the none more of it's choices, be good. the better. If you go to buffet and there's one vegetable, one meat, one starch, you're like, well, I could have just ordered this. Yeah, people buffets are they're, they're never as good as any buffet. I, I've rarely found a buffet like salad bars are great buffets. Yeah, yeah. but I've rarely found a buffet that's like great because it's the food sitting out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when you go to Vegas, you go. Uh, there's some places in L.A. that have a hotel that's like very nice, and they have a buffet. And they have a lot of stuff, and it's good, but it's all just a little, like, the food sits out there a little bit, you know? I used to like a Chinese buffet. Chinese buffet actually works. That's that's where it's at. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, that's why about is that it. any different than any other type of Chinese food? Because Chinese food just sits out. Yeah. It's allowed <laughs> yeah. to sit out. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. It is allowed it's to sit just, out. It just sits out. That's what it's about. They just come by and mix it up once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stir it up. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. the cookout menu, by the way. I don't know if I'd get a panic attack from that, but uh, it definitely is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. But I know what I'm doing now. You know, 
Oh, uh, yeah. I've never had cookout. It's good. You get a tray, and mm-hmm. then you pick like a main thing from the tray, and then you get two sides, and then you get a you know drink it, with man. it. I've been on my strict. We're trying to make a because Red Rocks, like Red Rocks, is like my my after picture, and so oh from the last time you were there, yeah, okay. Because when the last time I was there, I was pushing. You know, I don't like to say I was two hundred. I was probably hit two hundred, mm-hmm. but that's two hundreds. So now I'm down to like one seventy four. Again, Jeez. but I went back up to 180. I went up, down. So now I'm on. You a, ballooned uh, to 180, dude. I would love to go to cookout. It was 180 just, in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your shirt weighs 180 now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, joking. That'd be very funny. That's, that's very mean, but that's it's such very a heavy that's shirt. Funny. That's a very funny idea. That yeah. somebody goes, God, my shirt weighs that much. <laughs> if someone said that. My pants weigh more than that. What kind of pants you got <laughs> yeah. on? Sounds like a workout. How much do you think Andre the Giant's pants weighed? <laughs> Nine pounds. Belt it, belt on? Yeah. Belt on, pushing 15 probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like jeans? Great. I'm yeah. thinking like jeans. Yeah. Like a heavy material with a belt. Wallet in, maybe 20. Yeah. think he could wear jeans? Did they have Andre the Giant size jeans? Well, he had some stuff made, I'm sure. Yeah. And there yeah. are people, there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. I mean, he wasn't. He had clothes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, he didn't wear. Yeah, but the big, even a big and tall mm-hmm. shop, you're like, well, actually, we did not plan for this. Well, I think he gives them a heads up. I'm a literal giant yeah. coming in. Maybe yeah. have some stuff ready. Have you for heard me. of me? They call me Andre the Giant. Yeah, he's got pants on right there in that yeah, top picture. Yeah, jeans. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's not wearing jeans. He had to wear those pants because they had to make them. Yeah, like, yeah, like some sweatpants pants there. And they're a little too short. They need yeah. to be. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, dude, he can figure it out. He's he got money. Suit. You know, if you got money, you could have somebody. Well, make he has jeans on over there with Arnold Schwarzenegger, doesn't he? Yeah, there it is. Okay, look uh, at that. That's look a at, fabric paint. That's not really a jean. Okay. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a jean color. Yeah, but you're it's, right. It's yeah. It's crazy, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is huge, and like he's just yeah. They're wow. they're just so big. Dude. Were they in a movie together? That's it. That looks like Conan. I think that's Conan the Barbarian. Can you imagine every day is just look how big you are? Yeah, I mean, geez. it's every. It's never not that. <laughs> you never walk in a room and just be like, "Is that cream?" Is that's that Will cream? Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain. So Will Chamberlain, at least like they got to sit there and just talk. They can just talk about other stuff. Yeah, not being huge. Yeah, well, Will Chamberlain's. I mean, looks as big as. They're the same height, mm-hmm. and he's big, dude. Like, you know, yeah. I thought Andre was even bigger, but, like, Will Chamberlain's a big dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Scott Crawford. For the record, there is no dark side of the moon. There is the far side of the moon. However, there's a common misconception about the moon's backside. I'd like to clarify. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Here we go. Super Scott. The sun also shines on it. The first humans to view the backside of the moon were the crew of Apollo 8. Crew member James Lovell was also on Apollo 13. Hey, Bear. James Lovell. That's who Tom Hanks played in the movie. So they went around the moon. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they orbited around it. I bet. They get pictures? No, they, were, I think they were going they were up there. <laughs> yeah, just no, they were in a hurry. Right? Couldn't get it real fast enough. That's too bad. We have pictures of the other side of the moon. We do. Yeah, yeah. We did this, did this last, last time. Golly. I was about to say maybe there are some. Though. Maybe Pink Floyd kind of popularized the term "dark side of the moon" to to bury 
Like when you search for it? <laughs> no, I wasn't saying for that. For SEO purposes? We always say Dark Side of the Moon, but he's saying that's not even a real thing. Maybe that Pink Floyd album is Maybe what, you should type in well, Far Side of the Moon. Do we talk about that's the theory that Disney did that with the movie Frozen? Mm-mm. That they were trying to bury search results about Walt Disney's Frozen head. So oh, they I've named that, the movie yeah. Frozen. Oh, really? So that wow. you Google Disney Frozen, all of that's pushed to the side. Oh, wow. Now that's a conspiracy theory I like to bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. I don't know if that makes that much sense to me, though. What do you mean? I don't think enough people are Googling his frozen head. Ah, they were before. Yeah, but not, not, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was. What were they helping to look up? Cause then you could just go Disney's frozen, you know, Walt Disney's frozen head, and you'd be like, okay, now I'm back to exactly what <laughs> I just, want. You just add head to it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. add head to it. Your like, game's over. Well, look. Yeah, but if you Google Disney Frozen, I mean, it's all it's yeah, all the movie. But, but I mean, I don't know if I would Google Disney Frozen if I was looking for his frozen head. Try Dude, frozen Dis- head. Disney Frozen head. Try frozen head. I'm sure. No, just no Disney Frozen head. Yeah, because that's what you would do. I mean, if you're listening, right there it is. Yeah, it's it. a bunch of stuff. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Look, I didn't say it's the best conspiracy theory in the yeah. world. I just said if the movie were called Frozen somebody- Head. Then that would be that would be yeah Disney's frozen head yeah about a princess yeah. cryogenically frozen head yeah. yeah that would bury it yeah. and he goes that about Walt is his head frozen yeah yeah just the head that didn't do the whole body I think yeah I think the head was taken off the body like Ted Williams this is what they don't want us to know yeah. So they named the movie Frozen. I think, look, they didn't go in. They didn't create a, let's create a movie called Frozen to bury this stuff. But I think somebody in marketing was like, oh, that'll be nice. Call it Frozen. Mm. Knowing in the back of their head, uh, it's a nice little ancillary Walt benefit. would have wanted this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think All so. All right. I mean, I don't think I believe either. But it's, again, funny that's the one conspiracy theory you guys won't get on board with. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the most basic yeah. one too. Like, well, that's crazy. Warren's <laughs> being ridiculous. Uh, Bianca Huber. Bianca Huber. Hubert. Hubert. I would like to confirm that Nate is Michael Scott. It's amazing how his character even speaks with a cadence like Nate. Their absurd humor also makes them so similar. In my continued observation, Brian is Aaron and sometimes Pam. Aaron is Oscar. Who is very? Who is a very underrated character? All right. I'll yeah. Like Dusty is a Jim and Dwight love child. All We're right. having a good time. All right. There we go. go. I like that. It's nice. I mean, I would argue that I'm probably Toby. Uh, I would say Toby. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. have pointed that. They even did a little montage of Michael and Toby, and then Nate <laughs> with me. Oh, really? <laughs> it's very oh, yeah. similar. That's like, why are you the way you are? Yeah. <laughs> So I like Dwight. I like the Dwight character in the British office, whatever his name is in that. Gareth. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Really good. Very yeah, good. you would be Dwight. Some holidays you don't believe in, some you create. Yeah, I've been trying to grow beets forever. Yeah. I can't get them to grow. But it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you go ahead and tell us about a little bit. Oh, AG1. okay. Well, we've been, you know, our next partner is Athletic Greens. I think all of us are trying to take our AG1 by Athletic Greens every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted increased energy and immune system support, especially during the cold and flu season. Uh, I take AG1 in the morning before I start my day. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good to cover my nutritional basis. 
I like to keep those bases covered. <laughs> it's much easier to mix the one scoop of powder in water once a day than to take a bunch of different things. Uh, it's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute, and it costs less than $3 a day. I also get single-serving travel packs, so I never have to miss a day when I'm on the road. <laughs> Every scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals. People don't talk enough about minerals. They talk about vitamins, but not minerals. Right, right. AG1 has a scoop of vit 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that have major benefits like gut and mood support. And if you have a leaky gut, you're going to want to support it. Boosted energy and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. Mm -hmm. I've already got a compliment on my hair today. AG1 has been part of millions of mornings since 2010. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Nate. That's athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Check it out. All right. <clears throat> so this week... Uh, Country music. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. I got the country music voice. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I dress this way. Yeah. Now, who is Jesse Daniel? Jesse Daniel's a country singer that I like a lot. Very, like a new, kind of a new country singer. Mm -hmm. He's great. Very good. From California, California country. Okay. And mm. uh, I met him. He came to play in Nashville. I met him. We hung out, took some pictures. It's great. Now, you know country music. Pretty well. Pretty well, yeah. I'd say you and I are probably more mainstream country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kenny Chesney, was that, that was a yeah, big one love, for you? Yeah, I love Kenny Chesney. I uh, Country just blew up in the early 90s, and that's when I was in college. And, and Garth Brooks played uh, the Murphy Center at MTSU where I went to school. And I stood in line and got my, me and – a bunch of my friends' tickets, and you'd go to any show. Did you go to everything at MTV? <laughs> I was just always there, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, every single thing. Yeah, just sure, why not? Yeah, sure, yeah. Why not? I saw George Strait there a bunch. Yeah, wow, that's pretty awesome, though. Garth Brooks, yeah, George no, Strait. no, I think you. Uh, this is all at the early stage of their career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is before they're like famous. No one knew who they were. Yeah, no. this well, is their height. Garth Brooks is—is is it their height? I mean, he's if he's playing the the he's playing the basketball arena. Well, that's true. Now he does. Giant stadiums, yeah, yeah. But that's when he blew up. That's when he, I don't think he would come to the Murphy Center. Again. Well, like, that's true. Yeah. That's when he was blowing up, though. That's when yeah. his. That's when uh, friends in low places and the mm. dance and all that had just come out. And I'm saying I would. You should go to this stuff, but I think you would. You were probably a good. friend. You just knew like this is in town. We got to go because a lot of people I think miss stuff. Those examples, people were coming from all over yeah. to go. That was a big deal. But I would go to an MTSU basketball game where there was, you know, a couple thousand people in a mm -hmm. giant You had plans every night. <laughs> I had a lot going. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, did comedy at MTSU. <clears throat> had you been there, would you have come to that? I'm sure I would have. Yeah, if you go back and travel back in <laughs> the future. <laughs> it's funny to think now yeah, there's 30 year difference. Yeah. <laughs> 30 yeah. Year. I mean, that's, yeah. Would you have gone? Would you have went to the world's first fair? Yeah. How old were you in like 1992? Uh, 10 years old. Yeah. Were you doing comedy then? Uh, well, I was making people laugh, but, you know, mainly getting in trouble. The crazy thing, Nashville has so many venues now to see, uh, see music. Mm -hmm. But then 
there was the municipal auditorium, which still exists downtown Nashville. And it's like a, a relic. They yeah. still do shows. But then MTSU's Murphy Center. People have to go to Murfreesboro mm. to see a big show. Really? Because uh, that's oh, where yeah. the judge did like their farewell tour. And yeah. there was no Bridgestone Arena. Or I wouldn't mind doing a show at Municipal Auditorium. Yeah. Be fun. Like, I mean, I've, obviously, Bridgestone is what I want to do. But like to like, then go do one for Municipal Auditorium. Just because that was a, a big deal. That was yeah. the yeah. You know, place. Sure. I don't know. How big is it? How many seats is Municipal Auditorium? I think it's like five or 6,000. <clears> yeah. Yeah, I remember watching basketball. We had a bat, we had a uh, Ronnie Burgett's a coach. Uh, yeah, uh, Adam Song played on it. Uh, yeah, they still do like OVC basketball tournaments, and that was bigger round. than I, bigger oh, than I realized. Yeah. Ninety seven hundred in the round. Wow. wow. Yeah, I might be able to do do a weekend there next year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but who were like your biggest country music? Were you into country music as a kid? I was not at all. Or have you ever been? I, I got into it when I moved to Nashville because you just can't avoid it. Yeah. But growing up in Alabama, nobody, surprisingly, nobody Alabama likes none music. of my, and a lot of people in Alabama do, obviously, but it was just my family and my friends and like the guys I hang out with. Nobody listened to country. They thought it was lame. Yeah. They thought it was weird. And then Nashville, it's just everywhere. So I just embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I guess I'm saying the nineties, it became like a cool thing. Like it, yeah. it wasn't just like the, you know, everybody listened to yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I grew up on nineties country and I, yeah, I mean, I love it. I Googled the most best selling albums of all time and every chart would tell me something a little different, but according to Wikipedia, Shania Twain come on over is the seventh greatest selling album of all time. Was any that music. Uh, any man of mine? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, feel like a huge. woman. That song. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a great one. Okay. Yeah. Huge. She's one of the best selling of any country artist. Isn't she from Canada? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She had some real crossover appeal, too, though. Because she's like, you know, she's country, but it's debatable. I mean, it's a lot. It's like pop country. Well, let me ask you about this. Why are country music fans, you're they're the only fans that are defensive about their genre in a way that no other genre is. Because I feel like now, it, it's almost genreless, the music. Everything's everything. It's like, who cares what's what? But but you'll hear that from country fans all the time. Well, it's not real country. Well, it's this. You have to qualify it in a way. It's like, who cares? Well, I just think there's some aspects you look for in country that you you like, you appreciate, fiddle, uh, steel guitar, So stuff it's about like that. the instruments. Well, yeah, you the stuff that makes it country. And, and now it's just like people with Southern accents singing pop music a lot of times. Okay. Well, like folk, like folk music would probably be country. Like you'd count that as like yeah, more in country. A way, yeah, in a way, yeah. So That's like Americana? What, yeah. I mean, I don't know all the genres, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's just stuff I look for where I'm like, well, this is, I mean, yeah, it's country, but it's like. So my, I feel like all music is like becoming like pop rap now. Like mm-hmm. every genre is like that. Like rap is like pop rap. Uh, pop has got a little rap. Well, you're having AI probably write songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's almost that's you, you're gonna see. That's where you're gonna see it first because oh, you really sure. could yeah. like just write like have AI write a song. Yeah, and then if you get the right person to sing it and you get beats behind it and it's just enough that everybody's like I like it, <clears throat> and then you, it's it is what it is. Yeah. But it loses any soul. Like, there's not – it was like uh, – what's that guy's uh, – has the crazy voice? 
Like he talks like Arr. Wolfman Jack. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, he he do go on Letterman a lot. David Letterman, uh, uh, Tom Waits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that guy's voice, right? He sings. It's crazy. Like yeah, he's got a weird. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's this it's great not, voice yeah, or whatever, but it's but it's like you're buying into what his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, so like Old Town Road, it uh, a couple of years ago it was climbing the charts, country hot Billboard's hot country song. Got number nineteen. They took it off the charts because they said this isn't real country. Well, I think there's no reason why it shouldn't be considered real country now in the state that it's in. But yeah, I mean, it's not a, I don't find it to be a country song by my standards, but by the standards that are being set, I don't know why it's not. Does that make sense? Oh, you're saying if the song had come out in 1992, you're like, obviously this is not a country right. song. But because the genre has evolved to where it was in 2018. Yeah, it should be. It should be country. Yeah, I okay. think so. All right. It's a very uh, reasonable take. That's what I think, yeah. I think it spent more weeks at number one than maybe any song. That song was everywhere when yeah. it came out. I mean, they got <clears> – it changed little Nas. They got a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good <laughs> night. That's, that's, you know. Yeah, it almost makes Bless you not want a hit song. Yeah. 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 Well, you want to go. He was not – I mean, they uh -huh. – like, I mean, you really do feel – they got, they got, they got a hold of him. Uh, Cause I, yeah. it's wild now. It's wild now. <laughs> so the birthplace of country music, actually not Nashville. Yeah. Montgomery, Alabama. No. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Actually mentioned this on the, uh, our Tennessee episode, but it's not Memphis. Uh, oh, it's Tennessee. Johnson City. <laughs> no. Like East Tennessee, I would think. Bristol. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's what they say. Well, they've got the birthplace of country music museum there. Well, I could put up a museum. Okay. Say <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What gives them the basis? To I think claim they that. did their first recording session in Bristol. I always feel like country is like a mix of like blues and bluegrass. Okay, that's what I always think. Okay. And it started in Bristol. What? It, well, it started in Appalachian Mountains. It was called hillbilly music, okay. and then after a while, they're like, "Yeah, this." Maybe call it. They themselves music. were calling it hillbilly music. I think everybody was. Okay. Yeah. They just embraced it. You're like, why? Well, hillbillies were singing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then it be, kind of became more country. And then, <clears throat> so um, in 1925, uh, this I act like I'm trying to remember all this. This insurance company, Nashville, you went to your first show at MTSU. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't a university there. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the National Life and Accident Insurance Company uh, bought a radio station to promote their, uh, I guess, insurance, and they do live radio shows. and And uh, their motto was "We Shield Millions." So they called their radio station WSM. And oh, okay. wow. oh, and that's WSM. That's the Nashville radio station now. That's still the, the radio, radio, radio station. Yeah. And they did a show called WSM Barn Dance, where they just played country music. Yeah. And then one night, right before it, they were doing opera. And when the guy came on for the barn dance show, he said, you've been listening to opera, but now you're listening to, going to listen to some Grand Ole Opry. And it stuck. And then they changed the name of it to the Grand Ole Opry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why did he call it Opry? Just, just trying to be like, you're funny. opera, we're Opry. Yeah. I don't know, just kind of like slang, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Country slang. Hmm. And then uh, the Grand Ole Opry kept growing. It was at the Belcourt Theater for a while. 
here in Nashville. And they kept outgrowing that. that. show there. Belcourt yeah. Theater? We did it. Mm-hmm. With, uh, I think I've done my a My first thing there CMT. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, is at Belcourt. That's right. But then we did one for Kenny, with Kenny and his yeah. friends. Uh, then it moved to East Nashville for a while and it kept getting bigger. Then, <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, just, you're like, we did one for Kenny and his friends. It is funny. <laughs> like, this is people, well, this is podcasts all over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just. They got it just in the middle of it. Be like, remember we did that show for Kenny and his friends? You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. And people were like, I don't even. Who is Kenny? I thought you meant Kenny Chesney. That's what I thought, no, too. Yeah, it's yeah. our buddy, Kenny. Oh, okay. And okay, my buddy, okay, Kenny, <laughs> it's my buddy I grew up with. Uh, and uh, it's so funny that it just made me just, I don't, and I talk about it. I say these names all the time. I'm not saying because you said it. Yeah. Yeah. It just hit me as you said it. <laughs> to be like, I mean, a lot of people listen to this podcast. Yeah, for like Finland. <laughs> that have no ties to any of it. And you're like, remember we did that show with Kenny? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I really yeah. just thought Kenny Chesney because you had already mentioned it. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. I just, thought it was weird you're on a first name basis with yeah. him, honestly. No. Like, no. who were his friends? Opposite Garth Kenny Brooks? Chesney. <laughs> Kenny Clayton. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> Um, so it kept Grand Ole Opry kept on outgrowing it. They moved it to the War Memorial Auditorium, which is still doing shows in Nashville. And then finally into the Ryman, they started charging people to get in because it kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And then um, it just kept growing. That's crazy. I've done shows at a lot of those places. War Memorial, I did a show. The mm-hmm. show at the Ryman, did, a, did the Opry several times. That's great. Yeah, that's fun. Yep, Elvis you are country music. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is as close as I'm going to get. Yeah. I may write a song one day. We'll Can sing. you sing? I can't sing, but okay. I may write one. Yeah. Well, I wrote a song. Did you? Mm-hmm. They get With Walker Hayes. Yeah, this was four years ago now. You yeah. wrote the song. Are we, we ever going to hear it? Uh, I do have it. Did I don't you, know. Did you, you did a recording It didn't it? get yeah. released? No. Oh. Him singing or you? Him singing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's become, I mean, he was, yeah, he's, he's become like a huge yeah. star since, yeah, yeah. since you've he's done the it. Applebee's. Everybody thought it was the Applebee's song, and it wasn't. Trust me, you would have heard about yeah, that. I had, yeah, yeah, you'd be yeah, talking that about here. that. Yeah. Uh, so that during tick during COVID, that TikTok video yeah. blew up of Walker Hayes doing uh, Fancy Light. Uh-huh. And it became a huge Do you know this song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind this is Walker Hayes, friend of the pod, Dusty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's that's the song you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It became a huge, huge hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I was at the a- up your alley. I was at the ACMs and I saw him do that song at in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not alley. yeah, it's not my kind of country, but it is a fun song. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh just a couple things. Elvis played the Opry and they didn't like his dress, the way he was dressed. So they, they were like, you're not a good fit for us. And the he way did he do it, though. Yeah, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> well, just in his house. Yeah, Elvis's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned you were in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, that's all I said about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, let's get back to the news. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, you, you ran there. Yeah. I ran, yeah, but I was, I mean, I, we could have talked about it. <laughs> Elvis's house, but we'll get back to you. Well, go ahead, tell us. No, no. Did we, He's did, like, tell you, yeah. I ran there and I saw this. I suit. ran there. I saw it. Did you get to go in? Yeah. Yeah, bought a ticket. It was two bedrooms. This I mean, his, not two bedrooms. It was his kitchen and a, and a bedroom. This is his childhood house? Yeah. 
Okay. He lived there till he was 14 in Tupelo. And their homes were, it was just two rooms. So you had the bed in the bedroom, and then you had the kitchen. Like back then, because it was like, they had to do so much stuff just to even operate a house back then. You had to get up and like, if you want anything, it's a lot of work. You got to go get it. You got to go, yeah. Right. If you want breakfast. This is pre-fridge you want, probably, right? They they had a fridge in there. You'd have to put a big ice thing box. of ice yeah. in it. And then, I mean, you know, probably they change They would deliver it ice every, every day. day, right? I don't know if they delivered it or <laughs> they brought it, but it's, yeah, they you'd the have ice to. Man. Yeah. yeah. Ice man You'd have to go. You'd have to get it every day just to have this stuff work. But if you want anything, it's it's the most work. Yeah. The house yeah, we is have tiny. it pretty good these days. It's not even imaginable how, yeah. like, it's what they had to do. I mean, even my dad growing up had to go to an outhouse. Yeah. It's like, it blows my mind. Every time? Yeah. I mean, like, well, you just, I guess you could just go outside, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, you know, we had... You know, we have a bathroom in our house that I had to get the toilet fixed. And I was like, oh, I got to go into the bedroom every time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we had, yeah. It's like, yeah. imagine having to go out back uh-huh. every time. Sometimes no I, I wish we, we should probably bring that back. Well, you want to go pee outside. No, let's just separate all of it. Oh, from have the, the bathroom house. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have it all out there. Yeah. That'd be better for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems like a lot. Like, it's like, it's pretty obvious when it's like. All right, I'll see you on a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I don't care go, about that, but I'd just like to keep that. You hit the everything. garage, go, <laughs> you get in your car, drive over to the drive to the bathroom, go to your bathroom house that you have built. Growing up, uh, I lived in a trailer with one bathroom, and my brother in law would, he was a bigger guy. He would go to the gas station if he needed to poop because he was like, he was like, that's going to just, it'll yeah, just, it's going to ruin the house. Yeah. Gonna, he would just go to the gas station. Yeah, yeah good for that, right? Yeah. yeah. I've done that before. That gas station, just like, oh, my <laughs> oh they're just like, here we, boop, boop. You hear the little ping. And then you just, just see him grab a paper and yeah. never buys anything. And yeah. Puts the paper back and goes, all right, I'll see y'all in a couple hours. <laughs> again. See y'all after dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in, in Japan, don't they separate the bath from Men the and women. from the uh, from the toilet for that reason? Oh, they're in different rooms. I thought so for because they feel like where you clean should not be where you poop. It is odd to put them all in the same room when yeah. I think about it. I've never thought about it until now. It's odd. It is odd for the why do why do you choose why do you put those why not put the oven in there too? You well, know? that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I'm too saying far. it's like two unrelated things. It's mm. where we keep our plates. <laughs> in the back. Not really. It's like where you go clean your. It's your. It's your taking care of your body in there. Okay. It's a body thing. No, we'll put a treadmill in there too. You know, taking care. Of, that's the taking care of your body. You really. could. I mean, yeah. But if you came over and I had a treadmill in the bathroom, one's gross and one's not. What well, if you had a treadmill? In the, I mean, I, you know, I'm honest. You had a treadmill in the house. I'd, be, I'd you know, we'd be happy. All right. <laughs> <No>, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, let's just get a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And if you put it in the bathroom, buddy, then okay, I, where you put it? I don't worry, but let's just get it in the house. Uh, so right. jo- Johnny Cash got drunk one night, performed at the Opry, and the mic wasn't working right, so he took the mic stand and busted out all the lights on stage. Oh, that there rules. You go. I've been there. You know what I mean? <laughs> cool. I've wanted to do that yeah. before. <laughs> he, yeah. got, he got banned. With comedy, it's like you need Who one Johnny thing. Cash? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did Buzz, he get unbanned at some point? Yeah. Okay, because his picture is everywhere there. Yeah. Now they, they have go, a Johnny Cash room. Yeah, yeah. he's like, well, the mic work. They're like, I don't know, it's the 40s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like we have and a And he bust the lights. You're like, man, that's a $90,000 that's going to cost. You know, yeah. like we barely have electricity at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's what a cool guy, you yeah. know? You had to be just moan. That's all stuff that you like to hear in the rock star and or this kind of like yes. thing. But in the moment, you're like, dude, just some dude has yeah, to. Uh-huh. We're all dealing with the mic yeah. situation yeah, tonight. Yeah. And yeah. now we don't have lights. Now we don't have lights. Uh, and then he left. So then he left there when they said, you're out, out of here. And he's like, well, I'm just going to drink some more. And then he wrecked leaving there. And um, the cop that came and worked the scene was June Carter Cash June Carter at the time's husband. Oh. And he already oh. had a thing for June Carter, so his night just got worse. Wow. Mm. He's driving back to Henderson. He lived in Hendersonville, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if this time he was, but okay. yeah. Drove drunk back. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. That yeah, probably yeah. wasn't well, even illegal back then though. No. If you're Johnny Cash especially. Yeah. yeah. I think that cop probably had a couple pops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, I, mean, I think everybody was a little like <laughs> Couple, you throw a couple back, and you go, "All right, let's get out there. Yeah, let's mix well, it up." George Jones wrote a lawnmower to buy beer. Yeah, yeah and they arrested him. Yeah, you know that story. Yeah, no. you don't know that story. No. Oh, his uh, his wife took away all the car keys from him to go out from buy alcohol. So he saw the riding mower out in the yard. So he went and got it. Rode, rode. like down the road. Yeah, and they pulled him over. Yeah. He was hammered, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I don't know if that was just the music video that they pulled him over or... or no, or I thought in real life, life they pulled him over. Maybe they did, because you can't be riding a lawnmower on a main yeah. highway. Mm-hmm. But you know that story, Dustin? I, I don't know that I ever heard that he got arrested or pulled over, but I did... I mean, yeah, it's very famous that George Jones would be riding the lawnmower. I thought it was that he got pulled over. And maybe he did. Yeah. But so many country songs reference George Jones on a riding a lawnmower. Yeah. He was called No Show Jones for a while because yeah, the possum. <laughs> also, that wow. they call him because he he would not show up to shows. Oh, really? Because he was just drunk. Yeah. Wow. There's there's stories that there's some story like Mike Judge has a Tales from the Tour Bus. I never watched it, but I saw a little clip on TikTok. I can never find it. I don't even know where you can get it. But um, he talked about how George Jones would like before a show. I guess he had like some kind of like anxiety, right? So he'd get real nervous, and so before the show, he would just disappear. And then just leave town. And he said he would go sit in a hotel and drink and eat fried chicken. And like his manager would call him. He said his manager called him one time. He answered the hotel phone. He's like, I knew you'd find me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so he used to just miss shows all the time. I mean, it's crazy that you could do that stuff and still just have a career. (laughs) Like how hard it is to keep your career going. I feel like that's the lack of entertainment back then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know like if that, it, you know what I mean? Like there's I'm not saying there's a, but it's yeah. like now you just have so much options that you can't treat an audience like that because they're like, okay, well I'll just go to you know, I'll look at my phone. I'll, there's just a million things. Right. And back then was like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to go watch? Yeah, who else are you going to go see? And then it, it adds the allure of it a little bit, but you're like, you know. I think at one point though, George Jones was not he none of the promoters wanted to book him. Because yeah. they were like, he may not show. Yeah. And we don't want to spend all this money. Not a bad concern. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a few resurgences in his career. Um, so then 
the is he ro- still alive? No. no. Oh. They just had a TV series about him, right? Yeah, George and Tammy, I think. I have not oh. watched it. Everything's on some weird streaming network that I don't have, so I don't watch anything. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they'd just kind of bring it all together. Put on CMT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> CMT needs something. They do. CMT they do. used to be my favorite channel in the world. Yeah. yeah. You watch Circle Network? Uh, I do watch Some it a little bit when I find Circle. it. Yeah. When, when you find it. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch a lot of regular TV, but when I see it on, I do watch it. When the clouds hit right, that yeah, antenna yeah, comes on. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, mom, that's going to be a good big night tonight. <laughs> yeah. So the Ryman did not have air conditioning. So they're doing all these shows and just in the heat. Whoa. Mm. And by the late 60s, the Ryman was kind of getting run down. And and the Opry's so big mm-hmm. that it's, there's still not enough space. It's what the Ryman holds like 2,300, I think. So um, they were like, let's build a bigger, more modern out of – and downtown Nashville then was pretty uh, run down and mm-hmm. just a lot of – not what it is today for sure. So like, let's go out – to find some land out of downtown Nashville, build us a new Grand Ole Opry house, bigger, more modern. And then the president of the Grand Ole Opry was in Houston, and he went to the Astrodome. And I guess there they have Astro World, where they got a bunch of other stuff going on too. So he's like, let's do more than just the Grand Ole Opry house. Let's build a theme park mm-hmm. year-round. Mm-hmm. So that's where they came up with the idea for Opryland. Yeah. So Opryland, Opryland, back. Opryland and the Grand Ole Opry house both opened in the early 70s. I came to Opryland one time when I was a kid. I loved it. Yeah. I want to make it. Yeah. I hate that they got rid of it. It was so fun. Yeah. Well, this is, we've talked about before, the ultimate vision. This podcast keeps growing is to reopen oh, Opryland, but call Nate it Land. Nate, Nate, Land. Land. Nate Land theme park. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> I have my- the Oh, whole, I can have my whole, own conspiracy theme yeah. ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, yeah, I want to make a Nate Land theme park. I can do a trip to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning Quotation rides in your park. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm planning rides in your park. Yeah, well, we all did, but yeah, yeah. that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the president Richard Nixon came opening night and played piano on stage. Wow, oh, really? Yeah, good big deal. And then they took a Circle from the Ryman and put it over on Grand Ole Opry stage, and now performers stand in front of that Circle or in that Circle. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the, the actual the Circle Network. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the Grand Aubrey is standing on the. Yeah. And they say you can only step in the circle if you're performing there, but I don't know if that's true. Is that true? You can only step in. I don't know, but I do feel like there is something that, yeah, because when you do, you know, when you do your first time at the Opry, they'll kind of walk you out there and let you stand in it. I got to do a, you know, my first time, a thing that the Opry does when I did the Opry for the first time and that, you know, they film you standing in the circle, you talk about it. I mean, it's a big deal. I don't really get into that stuff too much, but it is a big deal. I came to the Opry when I was a kid. I don't remember who I saw, but I, you know, I was so little, but it's like, it's fun to like be an audience member as a kid and then later not even be a country singer and get to do the You found a way to get up there anyway. Yeah, that's cool. But didn't you sing your first time there? You came back and sang- Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. They, for some reason, they were doing something at the end. They've never done that again, but they all came out and and like held hands and sang. I forget what the song was. May the Circle oh, Be Unbroken. May the Circle Be Unbroken, yeah. And I just was like, well, <laughs> I want to go out there too. So I just walked out and started joining in. Because it was at the, it was like every performer, 
I don't know if anyone invited me, but I was like, I performed tonight. Uh-huh. I'd like to say no, I, did they introduce you or they didn't say, like, does he say? Not yeah. when I came out with yeah. them to sing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, did they introduce everybody else? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I want to sing on the opera too. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's great. Yeah. Mm. yeah wasn't Lauren Elena and uh, John Christ and some other people there? Uh, maybe. They had been there before when I was there. I don't know if they were there that night. But I was okay. there. Yeah. yeah, you were there. Yeah. Did you go out there too? <laughs> no, I left after Dusty went up, I think. I'm glad it meant so much that you forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I forgot about the singing. I mean, cause, you know, my dad came and my dad's buddy and they had, you know, metal detectors and uh, Aaron had a knife. He couldn't, he had to go back to the car. I had a knife. I had to go back to the car. My dad had a knife. My dad's buddy had two knives. Wow. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Just and no one was like giving a little heads up. <laughs> no, no, we had no idea. Group, no one texted to go, yo, they're not letting knives in. <laughs> no, no one knew. Mm-hmm. We're all from Alabama, all bringing knives yeah. in. I had yeah. no idea. When you did the Grand Ole Opry house last year, I happened to be walking in with your dad. And when he goes through a metal detector, <laughs> yeah, it's like the Matrix. <laughs> like yeah. they call in security. Like, yeah. Because he's got what the fake hip knees, or knees? knees and yeah. Oh, he's just got a bunch knees. going on. Yeah, but a lot. Wow. There's a lot in there. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot happening. Yeah. So that's just a problem everywhere, like airports. Every- yeah. 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 I mean, you see, like the you know, a lot of the older men, but they'd be younger anyway. Yeah. They they have to just wave them. They just know okay. before you get going. Yeah. We're gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be kind of uh, bouncing around over here. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm. Do you know the country singer Dottie West? Yeah, I know a little bit about Dottie West. Somebody's going to give you a lesson in leaving. Somebody's going to give you a lesson in leaving. She know. did that song? Yeah. Because that I think cause so. that song was remade recently. Dottie West is an older... Yeah, Dottie West did that song. Okay. Um, well, she's from McMinnville. Yeah. So It's Dottie West Highway reading out, leading out there. So you might replace it someday, right? With yeah. Dusty Slay? Well, I don't know. I like Dottie West. I don't know if I'd like to replace it, but... Well, Dottie and Dusty, maybe. Maybe a ramp. Yeah. You get a ramp. <laughs> yeah, maybe I get a ramp. Yeah. Yeah. The sleigh ramp. Yeah. She was uh, on her way to the Opry and her car broke down. And I always got to throw some bad news in here. And uh, her neighbor saw her and he was an older gentleman. And he said, I'll give you a ride. 81 years old, I'll give you a ride to the Opry. And she said, Well, floor it because I'm running late. And uh, on the way there off the Briley Parkway, the ramp there off Bradley Park where he was going 55 miles an hour and lost control and wrecked. And at first they didn't think she was hurt. So she said, just, just treat him. I think he's worse shape than I am, but she had some internal injuries they didn't know about. And like three days later she died. Wow. Wow. The ramp, the yeah, the ramp at Bradley Parkway is just, it's always difficult. There's two crosses out there for Dottie West too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. There's two different spots. (laughs) So I don't know what's going on there, but. I, I saw it the other day. There's two Dottie West crosses out there. Huh. Not even really that close. <laughs> you talk about Dottie West a lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Hannah, Hannah likes Dottie West. Oh. We do talk about her a bit. Yeah. yeah. I knew that about that she died there. Mm. And I know Dottie West Highway going out to McMenbo. Mm. And me and Hannah always sing that song. Somebody's going to give you a lesson and leave. And some, you know, you know the song? I don't know. I do, but <laughs> I know the remake. You're like a cold hearted man or something yeah. like that? I thought that was like uh, Minnie McCready. Jody Messina. Jody Messina, yeah. Covered it in 1999. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about that? Jody Messina. Jody Messina seems to pop up all the time. I, I did the life. opera with her recently. She oh, yeah? was so cool. She took pictures with everybody. She's hanging out backstage. Heads to Carolina, tails California. Yeah. She's got some hits, man. I'm doing all right. 
Yes. That's the other one. Is you, yeah, three, four I'm names. Right. Yeah. Jody. Marie Messina. Messina. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, they just <laughs> go by Jody Messina. It is a lot. That's a lot. We have four. Yeah. Well, on our way here, I'm assuming we all came our normal way here. Mm-hmm. We passed the WSM radio tower. It's it when it was built, it was the tallest structure in the United States. Really? Wow. And second in the world just to the Eiffel Tower. Isn't oh, that crazy? Wow. That's how big the Eiffel Tower is, basically. The Eiffel Tower is probably a little bigger. Yeah. It was uh it's eight hundred and eight feet now. It was eight hundred and seventy-eight feet when it was constructed. How did um, it lose feet? They took off some of the top um, on purpose. I, they gave it to the, scoliosis. They gave it to yeah. Lipscomb, <laughs> osteoporosis. It started to. They said they gave it to Lipscomb Elementary, which is across the street there, and they use it as a flagpole. Oh, but they took it off. It said so radio coverage could reach Chattanooga. Apparently, it was too high and it was going over Chattanooga, so they wanted to reach it. But it was uh, a clear channel, whatever that means, and it could reach forty states. Wow. Just a radio broadcast. So that's how the Opry came so big because they could reach so many people. Wow. Still pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten uh, gigs, uh, corporate gigs off people hearing me on the Opry in another state. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, the Opry's great. Yeah, it's still going, I guess. Still like really that strong of a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, and they air it on Sirius XM too. So I've, I've gotten... Uh, I've done the show. It's a little delayed. So I've done the show, got in my car, drove home, put it on the Opry on satellite radio and heard myself again. Oh, that's fun. That that's is fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Nashville got it, the name Music City um, a couple ways. In 1871, Fisk University was about to close. They had financial issues. And the Fisk Jubilee Singers started touring the world performing to raise money for the school. And the Queen of England, Queen Victoria, said... You guys must have come from a, a city of music. And that was the first time that that had ever been said. And then it started, uh, WSM later did a radio show called Music City. And then Johnny Cash had a TV show on ABC, a weekly TV show. And they would start saying, um, coming to you live from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. And that's how the name Music City kind of became mm-hmm. a thing. That's I fine. thought it was like there, but I thought I thought too. I heard that that a big reason a lot of the bands went here because we were so centrally located for touring. It was very is that's why like buses are all out of here, and mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. That's why I moved to Nashville to do comedy. Yeah, it's it's just like I mean that's why all the if you want a tour bus, they're all here because mm-hmm. it's just the easiest to the most tour the markets nearby or yeah yeah, yeah. you can go do you know. You're very like it's you know you can get up to Chicago quick you can get up to you know wherever. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't allow the Opry wouldn't allow long haired country boys to perform. Mm-hmm. You had to cut your hair, and people complained about it. So uh, outlaw country kind of started because they also wanted a certain sound. You had to use Nashville recording that, artists. That's what they were rebelling against. Was well, a haircut guideline that was part of it. It was more of the country sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. They wanted to use their own artists, do their own styles, and Nashville oh, said God. no. You got to use these particular artists i mean these musicians yeah. and, and they's like i want to do my own thing and they want to record in austin different places so the outlaw movie well yeah well country music was like uh probably a little more you know buttoned up and like yeah. that kind of stuff and then Way you have like yeah, dusties come in mm-hmm. yeah you see like old school willie and wayland yeah. and, and all the, they're all clean cut real clean cut guys yeah. back in the day right 
Yeah. And you would have been Lil Nas X back in the day. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. You oh, would yeah. have been. I don't know if I'd have been that country? extreme, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. People would have been like, this guy's not real country. You yeah. know? You'd have been the Sam Smith of that generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got my inflatable outfit in the car. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, that's why, you know, Charlie Daniels has that long haired country boy song that I really like. It's a it's long haired country boy is probably my favorite. It's a great song. A Vini song? Yeah. I mean, I got a lot that I like. It's hard to narrow one down, but that one I think is my favorite. Hmm. Long-haired country boy, Charlie Daniels. But you seem like Outlaw Movement would have been your guys. Yeah, I, yeah, I love all that stuff. Willie and Waylon. Yeah. Country music. Johnny a- Paycheck, really great. I'll take this job and shove it. Yeah, but yeah. he does that uh, uh, Don't Take Her, She's All I Got song, which it was covered in the 90s too, right. but it's his song. It's great. Hmm. In New Orleans, I found a bunch of people that knew that song, and we just stood outside and we all just sang that song. It was—I don't know how it happened. I think they were drunk, but yeah. uh, I just love country. We walk around asking people if they know this song. <laughs> but we started talking about Johnny Paycheck, and then somebody started singing it, and we just all joined in. Yeah, it was great. Wow, I feel like like in rap music, there's a lot of people that die from being shot. And in rock music, a lot of people die from drug overdoses. Mm-hmm. Country, I feel like, has a lot of plane crashes. A lot of, yeah, a lot of alcoholics in country. I well, think. I'm sure that's true too. Well, who but, are the plane crash deaths? I can only think of well, Patsy Cline. Okay, John Denver. Okay, those are big ones. Jim Reeves, who was huge at the time. Yeah. Uh, Troy Aikman. No, was <laughs> it? Uh, Paul Montgomery Gentry. One of those guys died just recently in a helicopter crash. Oh, I didn't know oh, that's right. how he died. Yeah. Uh, Jim Reeves. Do you, do you know him, Dusty? I know that name. He was huge in country back in the day. There's a conspiracy theory. Oh boy. He uh, he knew um, Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby. He knew wow. them both. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he died not long after the kidney assassination. Wow. Now, he was flying his own plane. There was bad weather. He lived in Brentwood. He crashed in Brentwood. They probably got him. But I wanted to share that with you. <laughs> yeah, they probably got him. I'll check it out. I guess Jack Ruby owned a restaurant or something, a social gathering, and he knew Lee Harvey Oswald, and Jim Reeves performed there. He's named Gentleman Jim. That was his nickname. Yeah. That's a fun nickname. Gentleman Jim. Yeah, I mean, some of the country, when it gets too old, it it is not a lot of fun to listen to for me. If it's right. too old, like if it, you know, 60s is maybe the cutoff. Once you get to 50s, the recording equipment's not as good, and it's just hard to listen to. But there are some gems. Hank Williams, um, who's the guy? Uh, he, oh, man, I can't think of He did. There's a... David Allen Coe's son, Tyler Mahan Coe, does a podcast where he talks about a lot of the old country, and he does, he really digs into the stories, and it's really great. Yeah. The country music has a lot of ro- royalty. They like to get a lot of titles. So you know who's considered the king of country music? I would think George Jones. Uh, no. Morgan Wallen. Now, yeah. This has changed a few times over the yeah. years, but this is the, uh, <laughs> the king, uh, Garth Brooks. That's a good guess. George Strait. George oh, oh the king. Sense. Yeah, I hear yeah, them yeah, say the that. Yeah, yeah, George yeah, Strait. Yeah, that makes sense. He's good. The queen's a little bit tougher George. George is the best. George Strait is really great. All right, Reba the queen McIntyre. of country. Dolly Parton. Uh, Patsy Cline. I would think Dolly Parton. I mean, the way yeah. they... I mean, some people call it, but Kitty Wells. Okay. I don't know no, they might need to update that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> <They're> my... <laughs> we might need to overthrow that. Uh, Tammy Wynette's the first lady of country music. Jimmy Rogers, the father country music. His titles don't make sense. So she's the first lady, so she's the wife of the 
She married a <laughs> of George the president. Wright. Who's the president? Of- <laughs> well, George Jones says you married, but I don't. I, I don't know. It's meant to be. Here's one I don't even know. Do you know Nikki Lane? No. She's known as the first lady of outlaw country. <laughs> well, I don't think so. <laughs> do you okay. know uh, Colt Ford? I do know Colt Ford. Is he like the king of? Well, Colt Ford, I like. Or hip-hop? Yeah, he. I like Colt Ford, at least the old stuff he had, but he started a movement that I'm not a big fan of. What's yeah, that? Yeah, that hip-hop, <laughs> as they say it. Yeah. There's a girl that's really gone viral, and I hate to make fun of her because everyone's piled on her. I don't remember her name, but it is bad. The thing, I think I saw it. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, I, I liked mean, it. Did you? I that mean, right. I hope she has success, and I hope she makes money. I don't want to hate on her, but I'm not into it. But I, you know, as I was on TikTok, I saw other country girls like doing the lip syncing to it. So it's like it's got an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, there's country girls yeah. out there that are like, "Oh, I love this." You know, and it's kind of fun to have like a outlaw country woman. I mean, Gretchen Wilson's long gone from the country scene. So. She's the real deal, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gretchen Wilson's the. I mean, yeah, she's the real deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's. Uh, Everything she says, yeah. I'm a redneck. You're like she is, and if you met, yeah. and I've I've never met her, but I've seen her out. Like it's, it's something great about just being like her, where you're like, oh, that's she's she's all of that. The most yeah. authentic, oh, yeah. 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 And you know, Trace Adkins. I've I've hung out with Trace Adkins a little bit. He's really great, really tall guy. And he told me that he, now he's told this story since then, but he told me I was supposed to open for him and then it stormed. So they wouldn't let us perform. So we sat on his tour bus and he told me that one of his wives shot him with a pistol in the side and it went through his, both of his lungs, I think through his heart. I think he almost died. And yeah, he had some serious, it was, yeah, I think he's been married a few times. (laughs) One of his ex-wives. Wow. He's telling me that as he's smoking cigarettes, and I'm like, "Wow, all right, so you have recovered. You've lived, yeah, yeah, but he's, he's lived the yeah, life. Yeah, he has. He's wow. great. I like him a lot. Yeah, that's fun. Um, some buddies of mine from Lebanon got into a road rage incident with Tracy Lawrence mm. back when he was at the peak of his career. Tracy Lawrence. Tracy I- Lawrence. Time marches on is one of the best. Do you know Tracy Lawrence? No, I was thinking fast car, but that's Tracy Chapman. Yeah. What do they do? Okay. Um, I don't know what the true story is, but they somehow got into an altercation going on I-40, and Tracy Lawrence pulled out a gun and fired a shot. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Tracy Lawrence got robbed. Uh, he was walking a girl back to her, her hotel room, and some guys robbed them and I think shot him. Wow. Um, I like Tracy Lawrence a lot. I, I heard some a couple of things about him back in the day, but he uh, he had a really uh, – a lot of paint me a Birmingham, uh, Texas Tornado – Great stuff. What'd you hear stories about him? I don't know. I think just oh. him being an alcoholic oh, yeah, and just yeah, having yeah. some some yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. And I can't verify, so I don't want to say it, but I Oh, you oh, wait, there, there it, is. it is. It's in the thing. Oh, what's Someone's it say? reported. Uh so the hmm. uh it says that he was charged with uh a possession of reckless endangerment, possession of uh, unlicensed firearm after confronting and following home two teenagers on a highway in Wilson County, Tennessee in April of 94. So that's yeah, your that. friends. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah. So that was, so they, so they reported it. True. To, I'd imagine your friends would have called and reported it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. yeah. Oh, this was your friends? Yeah. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, not they said he fired a shot. Does that or did I say he just pulled a gun on? Well, him? it says reckless endangerment in yeah. possession of it, so I'm sure he might have fired a shot. <laughs> but I mean, I would imagine, yeah. Well, that's friends. what I'm talking about with real country. Yeah, I mean, people out here shooting and don't be. What were your friends mm-hmm. doing? I don't know. They may have started. They may have cut him off, or who knows? I mean, they didn't yeah. know who he was at the time. They're, yeah, they're just driving home from downtown Nashville to Lebanon, and there's some guy in a pickup truck, and they were being dumb. He was being dumb, but yeah, he just happened to be a huge country singer. Wow, Colt Ford was pretty. Back just just back to that. I mean, he was pretty fun for the time because there was no country rapper. You know, so it was a pretty fun. I mean, Bubba Sparks. Is he still was doing stuff? We had. I don't know. Jelly Roll's the big one Colt now, Ford? right? Yeah, 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 I did one of the first few times I did the Opry. They Colt Ford was on it, and they presented him with some sort of award. Okay. For how many albums he'd sold or something. He's wow. still active. Yeah, yeah, still writing a bunch. Dirt Road Anthem. That was such a huge song at yeah. the time. Remember that? He did one with Jason was that with John. Oh, okay. He did one with John Michael Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. How about it? He yeah. was a professional golfer. Colt Ford was. He was. Oh yeah. yes, I've, I've I've actually I've played with him. <laughs> <laughs> so now this all makes sense. You thought it was yeah. you thought it was Larry the Cable Guy, but it, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, he's a great golfer. Uh, I golfed with him uh, at Legends. He's uh, he's an unreal golfer. Yeah, he's a he's a professional golfer. I, okay. all right, I know, I know, I remember, I remember the day. <laughs> now I remember. It. I didn't remember it at the time. Uh, wow. All right, yeah. I might have his number, actress. <laughs> he might be here. I think we're buds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Garth Brooks is by far the most best-selling country artist of all time. Almost doubles the next one, uh, George Strait. He Garth Brooks still has no out any no songs on streaming services. You can't find him on Spotify. He's mm-hmm. not on YouTube. Why is you that? Have, I don't know. That's just what he does. I don't you have think to he, buy it. Yeah. I think he doesn't uh, like them. Or like they don't pay and they don't, yeah. you know, whatever reason. Yeah, and, and I heard so someone saying through. that they think he's missing out on the next generation because everybody just streams now. But I'm sure if he's the most selling of all time, he could care less. You know, I mean, he sold out. He toured and sold out, whatever. You yeah. Know. I'm sure when it's, yeah, they're not. I thought about it with Elvis this week because we were saying like, look at like with Elvis. Like we were looking at his, like, who's who are you going to see their house? Who? Presidents. Which, yeah, and that's about like, it. Yeah. yeah. I, I I couldn't think of someone that I'm like, who am I going to go see where they were born? Right. And uh, and so then Elvis, like with Elvis, he's making so much money that are at like their their thing. The estate. The yeah. estate is. And then they just made the movie, Elvis. So you're yeah. like, there's another 40 years. Yeah. Cause the movie's a big movie. And it's like if there's any dwindling of maybe like people are getting old and they're kind of forgetting about Elvis, the movie comes out mm-hmm. 40 oh, years yeah. now. Now, now 20, anybody that's 20, when they saw that movie, they know what Elvis is. And you just got, you got them till they're 60. And all you gotta do is come up with this. Yeah. So this shouldn't Garth Brooks, he has all the money in the world. He has all the status, whatever. You, you don't think at a certain point, you're just like, well, let's think about legacy. Let's his legacy about, is there, though. And his, if his but, legacy is not giving into that, I mean, he doesn't need it. But if He's there's a whole him. generation of uh, people with no access to his music at all. They they do have it. I mean, other countries, like I know in Ireland, all that, these guys are such big country fans that, like, it's just you're not going to get – he's bigger than It is hard. Everybody. Like, you know, I got a big country music playlist that I put together on Spotify, but I, I can never add any of my fun Garth Brooks songs. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's a what big do you loss think Garth Brooks' signature song is? 
I think friends, friends in low places. places. Yeah. yeah. More than the dance. Yeah. 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 I don't even know the dance. And I'd listen to it on the way home, but it's not on Spotify. You don't know the dance. No, I mean, I'm probably recognize I don't know it by the title, like the other one. Oh. I know probably every Garth Brooks song, but yeah, Friends in Low Places is probably the the most known. You know, Mark like, Chestnut cut that song first. And it did not take off for him. Yeah. I've never oh, heard uh, of Mark Chestnut. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Mark Chestnut had a bunch of hits too. But oh, it, yeah. it, but he Bubba shut the jukebox? Yeah. But it, <laughs> he covered that first, and it did not take off. Huh. What about Leonard Skinner? What, what is their signature song? Well, Sweet Home Alabama. More than Freebird? Uh, uh, I would think so. I I mean, think Freebird, so. everybody yells out Freebird, but everybody knows Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. I think Simple Man should be the, the big one. I mean, Tuesday's Gone is probably my favorite. Simple Man's incredible, but yeah, Tuesday Gone but, is But great. I hear Sweet Home Alabama – Outside of Alabama, more than I ever did in Alabama. Oh, sure. Yeah. Indiana, it's like I remember driving through Indiana, it's played everywhere. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as you hear that very opening, bang, bang. people just, just get excited. Note. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's Leonard Skinner has, you know, a lot of people seem to not believe that or not know that they died in a plane crash, most of them, the lead singer at least, but they have six albums before that, all incredible, all great. Anything that happened after that, I don't know. Reba McIntyre's band was another one died in plane crash. Plane crash? Yep. Wow. Yep. It's a lot. A lot of plane crashes. Yeah. But Leonard Jim Skinner, Croce. Southern Rock. Well, they were doing back. Leonard Skinner like had their plane was like should have been checked on. <laughs> yeah. Probably. No, that's what I watched the documentary. Like it uh, was okay. like there was they were like going to take this last flight. Yeah. And then get the plane checked on. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was I saw that for too. Maintenance. Yeah. They're like I mean this stuff they're flying back then like I mean you know. It's very much like, you know, they're just like, let's go. We're partying, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Garth's the, by far the best selling. George Strait's had the most number ones. Alabama's the biggest country band. Uh, Dixie Chicks. My Home's in Alabama yeah. by Alabama is so good. That is uh, a great song. Yeah, Alabama's a really great band that, uh, you know, I love them. Old Flame, They I, I saw, I opened for them in Iowa one time and uh, – it was great. And then um, they talked about the song Old Flame and they talked about, you know, kind of like how that, uh, that one David Allen Coe song they say is the gr- uh, greatest country song ever written. Yeah. They said that about Old Flame and I think it may be. I think it's really, really great. It's up there. Mm. It's the greatest country song ever? Yeah. It's up there. So Taylor Swift's not on this list, I'm guessing? Maybe they don't consider her. At a certain point they stopped yeah. counting her. Yeah. Shania yeah. Twain's the best-selling female artist. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Taylor was like best sung artist maybe ever, right? Or one of up there up for there, sure. That's yeah. why I was. But she left country long. She ago. left country, yeah. But I was even if you only include those. Oh yeah, I, was I think the best selling album of all time of any music in the United States is the Eagles' greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Eagles' greatest hits. Uh, Eagles, yeah. oh, not the Eagles, yeah, not the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles' greatest hits, but worldwide, it's still Thriller. Okay, because. Yeah. Michael Jackson's so big in other countries too. Yeah, I mean he's another one. You go see his house. Yeah. Would you go see his house? Uh he's from Gary. Gary. Yeah. 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 I mean, how I, many artists can you name their childhood home? I can name his. I can name Tupelo. Yeah, I know his because it was a house of horrors, wasn't it? I mean, he had like a sure horrific childhood. Yeah. But in Gary. So you can't even else. like go outside go outside and cheer up. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You're, just, <laughs> you're just you go living. to go to Michael Jackson's house. They're like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like Elvis is like, there's a proper like, and they might have a proper thing. They have a proper. They have the church he went to. 
I mean, we all know that probably Dolly Parton's from, you know, Severeville, Severeville. Yeah. and she's got Dollywood, but I don't know if there's anything for her childhood home or not. Mm-hmm. And well, I think you would go to Dollywood. Like that would be. Yeah. And maybe if you grew up, you know, a certain poor, I mean, the house is gone. Yeah. Uh, well, Elvis, they said they bought, they, they, they didn't buy the house to keep it, but he went, but when he went back into the thing there before he was super famous, but he was like, he went back there and played. He bought the house because he was going to do something for like kids and, you know, like make it something and, uh, and the laying around it. And then, but they, he figured they were going to knock the house down because it's old and just build something else on it. And they did it. And then he got super famous. And then they were like smart enough to like, let's keep it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, let's say I got to Elvis fame, right? You know, I mean, we all know that's on the way. But, um, you know, my childhood home is a trailer, and it's already gone. Yeah. So, you know, it's gone. Gone. (laughs) I don't mean to bring the podcast down here. Tornado? (laughs) I don't know. It's just gone. It could be a tornado. Yeah. (laughs) But the ditch is still there. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean. Dusty Slay's childhood ditch. Yeah. Put a sign out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's Michael Jackson's Park. home, by the way. Oh, they do. Have there are nine kids in that little house. Yeah, and I'm guessing they've uh, they've done a lot more to the yard because it's a pretty nice yard. Yeah, yeah, it looks good, mm-hmm. well manicured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess that's a good place to stop. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we did. It's it. good. We tackled yeah, country. We did it. I tackled love country music. music. This was yeah, fun. we tackled it. Uh, all right, I'm about to head to Corden. Uh, I'll be somewhere. I don't know. All over. Or I'll go to Joe's uh, special. I'm coming to Europe, Oslo, all that stuff's coming. A uh, lot of stuff in March, April. Uh, and we're going to, we got more dates, more stuff's coming. We're announcing yeah, more look stuff. Look at this London, Dublin, Oslo, mm-hmm. Brussels, Amsterdam. Yeah. So a lot more stuff coming, and we will keep announcing. Uh, this weekend, I will be at Blue Ridge Comedy Club in Bristol, Tennessee. Birthplace of country music. Birthplace of country music. Maybe I'll go to that museum. Yeah. Check but it I'll, out. I'll be there Friday, See Saturday. See if Aaron can set one up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blue Ridge Comedy Club, uh, this Friday, Saturday in Bristol. Please come see me. Your Bridgestone's officially sold out, Nate? Uh, it's sold out on that. I believe it's, yeah. I was going to... Yeah, I don't oh, know if it should be. We have not made a big announcement about oh, it yet, sorry. but it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's sold out. That's uh, amazing. Click it and see. Yeah. It's, uh, I think you still get single seats. There's, yeah, not much. Like, can you zoom in? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Oh, like, go I'm, look. I'm you can zoom one. around. We'll save that for Brian's fans. <laughs> yeah, you can zoom around. <laughs> like, stay, you can't go out too far. It's going to, yeah. yeah, it's like that. Look at that. Wow. Dude. That's what's left. So wow. it's wild, dude. It's insane. A lot of people for that show have asked me if there's going to be a meet and greet. And yes, there is. Um, meet me in Co- Concourse H, yeah. and I'm going to take you down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bring $20 cash. <laughs> Don't look at Nate. Just stand over on my corner. But yes, I will give you a meet and greet. No, uh, there will not. That's going to be uh, a bit of a zoo, uh, being at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's just like those single little single tickets left. So it's, yeah, essentially it is sold That's out. It's exciting, man. Yeah, it's wild, dude. It's crazy. It's like 16,000 some people. What about you, Aaron? Where are you at? This weekend, I'm in West Bend, Wisconsin at the Bend Theater. So I think it's like an an hour outside of Milwaukee. If you're in the Wisconsin 
greater area, come out and see me. Then I'm in Lowell, Arkansas next weekend at the Grove, and then Nashville, Zanies, and St. Louis. So come on out. All right. I'm at uh, Portland, Oregon Helium this weekend, and then Corvallis, Oregon uh, uh, at a theater there. So it's going to be great. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Portland. Sunday, Corvallis. It's going to be great. All right. Boom. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, We love you. Have a great week. Uh, We will see you next week. Bye. Nate Land is produced by Nate Land Productions and by me, Nate Bargatze, and my wife, Laura, on the Audio Boom platform. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.